0: Okay, so when you first connect to Skype, it's like super loud right at the start. Yep. Okay, yeah, I'm getting a little bit of noise, but I can block most of that out with a gate.
1: Yeah, I'm getting a little buzz. I've never had
0: that before. Well, that happens the first time you start drinking. i just say. <laughs> <No. laughs> I remember my first beer. Yeah. No, my send. Uh, for some reason, the send on this new mixer that I have, I have a hiss that's coming through, and I've tried different. I've tried different sends to see if that will help and and whatnot, and I've even done the thing where I just unplug it real quick and plug it back. In and sometimes that helps. I don't know where it's coming from, other than I know it's in this new mixer, and I just keep trying to clean the various connectors. And I'm wondering if just the auxiliary sends in the mixers it fucked. So I honestly don't know. There, it's right.
1: tech. It could be anything.
0: Okay, is it still loud or better, or worse?
1: Um, it's almost gone now. Really? It's yeah.
0: All right, I think it might be the potentiometer. Let's try one more thing. Okay, can you hear me here? I can hear you. Is it better or worse? Much better. There's, I don't hear any hiss anymore. Ah, well look at that. I hit a button Yay. and the hiss went away. <laughs> hey, there you go. Um, are we too loud or? Or not loud enough, we can turn everything up for you.
1: Oh no, I can hear you guys perfectly.
0: Awesome. And the buzz has gone on your side now?
1: Yep. And hopefully my everything has gone back to normal. There's a slight
0: bit of buzz coming in from when you talk. I can hear it just kind of a little bit, like a little bit of a, a hiss. I'm going to try and get that out of my side here. I actually turned the volume down because you're coming in pretty loud too, so.
1: Uh, let me check and see if something got turned up. My husband was screwing around with this this weekend, so God only knows.
0: Actually, I just dropped the volume, the main volume on My computer that I use for Skype and uh, the hiss is gone on my side, that little bit of staticky noise. So don't touch anything. It's perfectly fine. All right, cool. Oh, by the way, I've been recording this entire time because I'm a dick. (laughs) Uh,
1: At least I haven't said anything bad yet and I'm really happy. The dog's been walked. All the animals in the house are quiet. The husband is out of town. So hopefully there will be no noise.
0: Well, if there is, we'll we'll whine and complain like we always do. Well, I mean, I won't, but Court will. Yeah, and then I'll just...
2: Silently underneath his breath.
0: Oh, it's not silently anymore. No, it's not. I'll audibly sigh and say, motherfucker. Goddamn animals. (laughs) All right, let's have some fun. Here we go. Anyone who isn't dead or from another plane of existence
3: would do well to cover their ears right about now.
4: Playoffs. My personal view is that it's naughty disgusting, degrading, ghastly, steamy,
3: prurient, realistic, and generally naughty They are unbelievably nauseating. They are the antithesis.
4: I regard them as disgusting, nasty, horrible, without any kind of merit. I just do not believe that any allegedly cultural activity which strikes at the roots of culture is to be applauded. They represent nothing, to my mind, enduring, decent, or worthwhile. I just do not believe they contribute anything worthwhile to inflict themselves upon society at large. I would like to see somebody... A very, very large, exceedingly deep hole, and drop the whole
5: bloody lot down it. You know, I think uh, the whole world will be vastly improved by their total
4: non-existence. Cinema Psyops, Wick Hawk, and Matt.
0: Hello and welcome to Cinema PsyOps. Sitting across from me in the desk in the studio, my furry little friend with only two legs and two arms. He doesn't have all eight like a normal little creepy crawly. It's Matt. Oh, you called me little though. That was nice. Yeah, you look like you've lost some weight.
2: Oh God, no, I found it. In fact.
0: (laughs) You found all of it? I found all the weight. All of the stuff that you were trying to lose Uh, for Las Vegas, you found every last ounce? Oh yeah,
2: oh, it's been fucking terrible. Yeah? It's been a rough last few weeks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's been a rough October. Yeah, it's yeah. been
2: a rough last thirty-nine years of my life, <laughs>
0: and you're 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 guilty of eating your feelings.
2: I do. I <laughs> eat and drink my feelings, anything so I don't have to express them in a normal adult way. You are I'll so do. fucking
0: Catholic. Five, oh
2: my god, <laughs> Isn't oh. that
0: obvious? Yeah, oh. we're right smack in the middle of November. Yeah, nope. Yeah, we have four weeks of November, mm-hmm. and this is number three. So we're coming out the other side. We are three quarters of the way through November. Thank God. <laughs> Don't thank him. Thank me. No. I'm the one who does the scheduling. Yeah, it's true. But... Every potion you drink, I mixed. <laughs> 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 and uh, braving this episode of November, bringing a cinematic trauma and a personal phobia that may yeah. or may not have been caused by that cinematic trauma. Uh-oh. Joining us live via the Interocitor this week is Suzanne. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing pretty good. Good. This movie just totally fucks me up.
0: <laughs> Ooh, I'm, that's that's a really yeah. good lead to just right there, just okay. like go right into it. Yeah. Why should we even bury it? Oh, you uh, know why? Uh, why he hasn't promoted any of the stuff that she's on? Tell God, us. You got to promote your shit before you. Oh, you I, give you us can the find good me stuff on the
1: NFW podcast where I usually drink too much and talk a lot of shit. That's and... kind of the
0: mo of that podcast, though. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, and the two drink minimum where I pretty much do the same thing. It's also, the like mo
0: the, of that show. It's kind of like <laughs> the
2: M.O. of how I live my life.
0: Do you prefer only doing commentary shows or, or do you just not gotten an opportunity to do more than that? What's the story there?
1: I really haven't gotten an opportunity to do more than that. Every once in a while, I'll show up on Cinema Beef, but every once in a while, I would like to do something a little more serious.
0: Oh, well, you picked the wrong show if you want to do something serious. That's for sure. Do you want well, what maybe now? not
1: serious, <laughs> but something where, just something different.
0: Yeah, something where we dig into the film and talk about it more instead of just obsessing over over the anatomy of a particular person on screen at that moment, or whatever to do with uh, NFW. The last episode I was on was the the forty seven meters down or whatever it was with the shark movie. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was the entire time, uh, was it Jake the Snake was obsessing over Ryan Reynolds' wife?
1: Yeah. Oh, no, that was uh, In the Shallows. Oh, In the,
0: in the shallows. shallows, right. The shark movies all blend together for me.
1: <laughs> when yeah, Jaws it's, it's, is the only one that so stands good, out. And some of them are just so very, very bad. You're like our resident yeah. shark expert, right? Out
0: of the three of us, I would say. You, you love the shark movies more than we do, I would think.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and my biggest disappointment was when we did Great White, which is Italian, and with Italian, Italian movies that are complete rips. I expect certain things. I expect more gore. I expect more bodies. And this one was just kind of lame. I'm really glad I didn't go out and spend the money on the Blu-ray.
0: <laughs> yeah, you would think that the Italian knockoffs, that's the one thing that they do is they threw the gore at it because it was a cheap way of making the movie a little bit more exploitive that they could put more butts in the seats. And you're saying Great White didn't deliver that for you?
1: No. Oh,
0: I'm really sorry about that. My personal yeah. favorite Jaws knockoff, though, is with the Landshark which would be grizzly
1: oh (laughs) Oh god i love that movie i've got a really nice dvd copy that has the documentary called jaws with claws on it is that the one
0: from shriek show or is that the anchor bay release because i missed out on both of those
1: i do believe it's the anchor bay
0: oh no that is a really nice that's uh that's worth a pretty penny these days i pulled the trigger on the scorpion blu-ray of that once I found out that that existed I was like yep buying it.
1: <laughs> yeah I planned on it but do I really need two copies of Grizzly? I'm getting into quadruplicate on a bunch of different movies it's like oh wow that has features that this one doesn't have. A oh, great Arrow released another Blu-ray that has more features and the Blu-ray I already own. <laughs> and being the movie hoarder that I am it's like but this one has what that one doesn't and I really can't get rid of this because it isn't on that. So I ended up with a couple of different copies of a bunch different movies
0: does that sound familiar matt in any way shape or form yeah just a tad but yeah that's me Suzanne. Yeah. that's totally me i have copies of movies on vhs dvd blu-ray sometimes laser disc oh yeah <laughs> i import blu-rays because it may be a different cut or it might be a better print
1: <laughs> oh i know i did that with I, I bought the blu-ray of the deadly spawn which is one of my favorite just cheesy ass more blood more everything body parts floating i bought the blu-ray of that the millennium edition and it looked absolutely horrible yeah
0: they only shot that on like eight millimeter or something i don't i don't even think the that stock could hold on a blu-ray print
1: oh no it just looked bad my synopsis DVD. Just flawless. Looks great. You know, it's got that, you know, the characteristics of a low budget movie. The way it was shot, but the Blu-ray was just, it looked bad. saw the German book, and I'm like, is that worth 50 bucks? Yeah, I really like the artwork.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you and I have a lot in common right there, Suzanne. I'll tell you what, because I probably would pull the trigger on the German book. I have the DVD, the synopsis DVD of that, and I didn't buy the Blu-ray because of lots of complaints about how bad it looked, but... Now I'm intrigued and I'm going to have to see if I can find that German book.
1: <laughs> oh, the German book. It, I haven't even watched the DVD or the Blu-ray of it. I don't care. It just looks really pretty on my shelf.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have the Arrow Blu-ray box set of the Phantasm movies and I haven't dove into any of those yet. But, oh,
1: God. I but still I still want to get that box. Yeah, I
0: bought it specifically because it has the ball. <laughs> <laughs> the whole reason I bought it. And it does look pretty on the shelf.
1: Oh, it's- yeah. I've got my Blind Dead collection. And, you know, I like if you've seen the first one, you've seen all of them. But I want that coffin box. And it's on my shelf and it looks awesome.
0: Did you get the Blue Underground coffin box of that for the DVDs? Yes. I have that one as well. That is a great set. And that is probably the best prints you're going to get out of any of them right now. Although it looks like Shop Factory released the last one, Night of the Seagulls, on Blu-ray. I don't know what that's going to end up looking like.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I just didn't really think that the last two were that popular for them to just dive into the fourth one.
0: Well, if you're going to release any of the later two, Night of the Seagulls, I think, is the better choice because it has that Lovecraftian element where they're coming out of the sea and it's a little bit like um, Messiah of Evil, only a little bit more plot to it and better looking people. <laughs> so it's nothing like Messiah of Evil, <laughs> but it, it's the people coming out of the sea and everything. But gosh, we are way off track already and Matt's just sitting over here bored because it's this is what it's like when you talk football around me matt
2: uh, No, i That's realize exactly it.
0: what it feels like i,
2: I, I completely realize it That's <laughs> why I'm, I'm all right i know sometimes when i
1: get into this it, you people are gonna go I'll off on how your... my girlfriends feel when i start talking football <laughs>
0: <laughs> and now that we're feeling down and out yes i'm gonna bring us back up and we're going to talk about guess who's back on the show matt who mm-hmm. the chat ah yeah but there's someone outside <laughs> On the wing yeah as soon as suzanne picked this i was like yes absolutely we gotta oh, yeah. have shat back <laughs> yeah you gotta have a shat back <laughs> last week we had a little taste of shat yeah and now we're getting all this shat up in our mouth we're all the oh. shat <laughs> it is shat-tastic yeah he's gonna be shat all over our chest all over, oh
2: just be shat all over this movie right on top of a glass table while we sit underneath it
0: That's classy it is classy yeah, that's, that's the only way to do that's it. that's how i like to get shat upon that yeah, me too that's a clip (laughs) alright we're going to take a little break here folks we're going to play a promo for another podcast we're going to have a little bit of music from Kingdom of the Spiders and those of you that know how the music goes in Kingdom of the Spiders already know the music that I picked because there's really only one song that's in the whole movie like three or four times and it's all (laughs) shatacular it's all shatacular when we come back we will have the trailer from Kingdom of the Spiders
6: hello have you ever heard of MSK3000 yeah well we ain't them but we are movie fans who like to drink and talk shit about our favorite movies. So join me, your host, Nudie, along with my co host, Jake the Snake, and special guest stars as we dissect our favorite or maybe not so favorite movies on the NFW Podcast, otherwise known as No Fucking Way. You can catch us on Heart Ophelia and also at NFW underscore podcast on Twitter or NFW podcast at yahoo.com. <laughs>
7: This morning,
6: shining through the early spring,
4: down in peaceful birdie valley. Who knows what tomorrow may bring? <laughs>
2: I feel like that should be like a beer commercial in the 80s. Peaceful Verde Valley? Yeah, like Coors Banquet. For when you no, want the No, the name fresh. of the beer
0: is Verde Valley. The Verde Valley? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah Ver- so
2: Verde Valley Beer. You work
0: hard. You drive a truck. You wear coveralls. You've got boots. And when it's time to kick off those boots, drop those coveralls, and get out of that truck, it's time for Peaceful Verde
2: Valley Beer. Have, su- have a piece of the valley. Verde Valley. You deserve more out of life. You deserve peace. You deserve Verde Valley beer. Get a taste of the Valley. Verde Valley. <laughs> it doesn't come in light because you're not a pansy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you're looking for Verde Valley Light, go look someplace else, hippie. This for real, men' Verde is- Valley beer.
0: You have to wear coveralls. You have to wear boots. You have to drive a truck to enjoy peaceful Verde Valley for- beer.
2: Maybe when you and your buddy are out camping and things are getting hot and steamy. Verde Valley beer. You have to have something to blame it on. This ain't no fooling around. This is some brokeback mountain stuff and peaceful this- Verde Valley beer. This is spitting on your head and wiping it on your buddy's anus. <laughs>
0: It's the perfect beer to create that spit when you're gonna go after it. <laughs> well, well, that
2: anus is too tight, Verde Valley beer will loosen it up. Like amyl nitrite.
0: <laughs> you know what? You know what loosens up my anus, back? <laughs> this trailer.
4: An unknown species of horror is born. As science fiction becomes science fact. If you find
6: any problems out there at Colby Place, just keep it to yourself. Over at he's found another twenty or thirty hills just like the one we burned.
7: I mean, this right here is scientific phenomenon. As you know, all species of megalomorphs are cannibalistic. If you put them together, they'll kill each other off. They just don't colonize like ants or bees do.
4: An army of deadly predators, searching, destroying anything in their path. Why did they come? What do they want? In the tradition of the great science fiction thrillers, Dimension Pictures presents Kingdom of the Spiders. Starring William Shatner, Tiffany Pauling, Woody Strode, and introducing Altharise Davis.
7: The spiders in this area have organized themselves into an aggressive army. I've never seen anything like and
3: it. One minute they weren't there, and the next minute they were everywhere.
7: Jump! a girl! Well, listen, there's thousands of them out there. We'll never make it. Why haven't we heard from the sheriff? You must know we're trapped in here. I'm telling you, I don't think we should chance it.
4: Your nightmares will never be the same. Kingdom of the spiders, the next victim could be you.
0: God damn that movie gives good trailer. Yeah! <laughs> Yeah, it does. <laughs> I may have shortened up some of the sound effects and the things that happen whenever yeah, it's mean, just action on screen.
2: Translate over well here, but that
0: actually, when you cut that stuff out and just mm-hmm. do the voice, that guy yeah. that makes a good radio spot right there. Yeah, I'm oh, really wow. impressed with That's how they nice. it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we've already talked about the peaceful Verde Valley, mm-hmm. which is a fictional place in Arizona that doesn't exist that they made up for this movie. Good beer, them. And then they hired a guy to write a song about it. Yeah, and then played it throughout the whole goddamn movie.
2: Oh, they sure did
1: over and over
0: and over and over <laughs> i
2: went to bed with that shit in my
0: head how do you think i feel i had to record it mm-hmm. and then today yep. i had to
2: listen to it again. level
0: it and create you know remove the stuff that the sound effects that went around it yep. yeah i'm starting to like it though which is a bad song. Oh, that's
2: bad <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, Matt, I've I think the format. I'm going
0: to make a career
2: where I sing like this all day. Man, I'm going to go ahead and change the format of the podcast.
0: This is how I'm going to do the show. I'm going to do the fake sing song country seventy style. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm really not. <laughs> Down in
1: spring. Yeah, I really want to hear you do the whole show like that. Oh,
0: yeah. I could probably... We could probably force Crook one out. I could probably... He'd be dead by the show I end, could, though. I could probably hit, like, maybe 15 minutes, and then I'll beat myself to death with my drink container. He would. And that's a <laughs> hefty <laughs> drink container. All right, we'll actually into the movie here. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so the film opens with a desert travel log set to the peaceful Verde Valley song that we heard earlier, and then cuts to Woody Strode mighty fucking fine mm. in a set of overalls with mm. his uh lady and a heifer mm. y- you can decide which one's which whenever mm. you're looking at it they're interchangeable sir <laughs> uh, all i'm i'm just lusting after woody strode and his glorious muscular body that man was really fucking fit <laughs> just saying
2: well i mean he's mountain women and heifers what do you want from him simultaneously Simultaneously, like a spit roast it's a <laughs> <Jeez, that's laughs> cheese toast. <laughs>
0: You ever seen two squirrels on a spit roast? That's what it's like to make love to Woody Strode.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then you can even turn it. It's a rotisserie.
0: That's what the handle in the back's for. <laughs> 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 Off the rails, man. We yeah. haven't been doing it this long. Yeah, this is not a good sign. No. Anyway, he puts the cow to pasture. Once again, you can decide which one it is in that scenario. And the cow is approached via what I have in my notes is spider eye view. It's like the level where the spiders are at. And yeah. The camera just kind of moves along. Spider the view. I really like that. I thought that was a yeah. really cool technique to let you know something's stalking, but it's also looking up. And then we actually get this from multiple angles. Like it's a coordinated approach from multiple sides of the cow. And at first I thought these are just some dumb Kids getting ready to do some cow tipping the first time I watched it, but yeah, not actually the case. And this is all set to the tune of a looped scare chord. It sounds an awful lot like ring, 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 but just over and over <laughs> again. And then it resets every time they cut to a different view. Yeah. Not the best way to do it, but okay. They should have done the more gentle build of tension where it's like damn it, damn it, damn
2: it, someone's already done that already. Yeah, but
1: John Williams might have sued. But it's pretty 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 obvious where that
0: idea came from. They were trying to do Spider-Eye View to mimic Jaws. I mean, let's not mince words. Pretty much every movie after Jaws that was a nature run amok movie in some way, shape, or form was stealing from Jaws, and this is no exception. All right, so after that, they cut to Big Bill Shatner riding down a bull, and then he ropes the steer to administer a shot to its hindquarters. And because Big Bill Shatner is talking on screen and we're all getting shot upon, that is our first shat That
5: was
6: adequate. Adequate? What are you talking about? Damn good, and you know it.
5: <laughs> that
6: was adequate, and you know it. What do you say, Steer? <laughs> steer says, hmm,
5: did a good job. Adequate. Adequate. Rack, you wouldn't dare.
6: Oh, 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 oh. Come here, let boy. Oh, you Come, here. Dare. come no. here. Come here. No, Rack. No. <laughs> Stop it. <No.
7: laughs> <laughs> Damn you, John.
6: I <laughs> may be a lot of things to a lot of people, but I'm not my brother.
7: Dr. Hanson, you have an emergency phone call from Walter Colby. Yeah.
6: Hey, John isn't around anymore. Maybe it's time to get used to it. Give him a good rub down. Oh, oh, Doc. The said you called. Yeah, I thought maybe it'd be best I come out here. You remember that calf I've been spouting off about? She's real sick. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, Walt. What you got, sick for? Nothing like this. Look like she's walking to a hornet's nest. Never
3: seen nothing like it. Well, what do you think, Doc? A lot of money invested in that calf. Entered it
6: in at the county fair. She's a sense to win. It ain't a black leg, is it? I'll let you know in a few hours. Mildred, give me the lamp and Flagstaff. Tell them I'm on my way. Thank you. Calf's dead, Wong. Ain't that a crock? Two years of breeding, shot to hell. Did what I could. She was too far gone. Man, there's just so much I can do. You got the bull, you can do her again. Was it the black leg? I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't think so. I'm going to run some blood samples into Flagstaff. Why don't you check your stock out? When I get back, maybe by then I'll have some answers for you. You ain't going to quarantine me, are you?
7: Hope not.
0: And with this, the Shat has a leisurely paced drive, which is set to very inappropriately bombastic spy fight scene style music. <laughs> Did you notice that? Yeah, it was a weird music choice. It's
1: like... It was out of place.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he's just he's just driving down the road. Not the, even driving fast. Down mm-hmm. the valley, my friend. The peaceful Verde Valley. The, the peaceful Verde you Valley. You know what would have fit? Is to put the bombastic spy music at the beginning of the movie to get us all excited and make us think that something yeah. awesome is going to happen. Instead of the,
2: the peaceful, peaceful Verde, Verde valley. valley. Yeah.
0: And then while he's doing his leisurely paced drive and leisurely paced walk, that's when you put the peaceful Verde Valley in there. Because he's a mosey. And even when... he walks he has that total shatner swagger yeah the man even pads his walk when he's on screen to make it last longer (laughs) for his screen time pretty much did you notice he was doing the captain walk down those stairs yes oh my god it's ridiculous i love the shat don't get me wrong but he really pads his roles yeah he knows how to
1: chew up scenery
0: (laughs) yeah he's all over this film man like i think there's even scenes that he's not supposed to be in there but he just pops in (laughs) Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much how he does it. All right. So after he makes his way to this pathology department in the college, wasn't it? Or was it actually like yeah, I a medical was facility?
1: University of Arizona.
0: Okay. Yeah, that, that makes sense. So he's, he's at the pathology department. He drops off the samples. And while he's there, they cut from this to Woody Strode putting the dog out, which is answering the age old question of who let the dogs out. Mm, mm, mm. It, apparently Woody Strode.
2: It was. Yes.
0: Because when Woody Strode lets the dogs out, everybody just deals with it. Oh, yeah. I mean Fucking Woody Strode. It's Woody Strode, man. What are you going to do? do? <laughs> spit roast. Like two squirrels on a spit roast. That's what it's like to make love to Woody Strode. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
2: Down the peaceful Verde Valley. I'm never
1: going to be able to get that out of my head now.
0: The image of two squirrels on a spit roast or peaceful Verde Valley? Or having sex squirrels with... squirrels
1: on a spit roast. <laughs>
0: two squirrels on a spit roast. That's all I'm saying, folks. Mm-hmm. Coincidentally, not my lovemaking style. No. <laughs> fall a little short in that department.
1: Everybody (laughs) falls into that category compared to Woody Strode.
0: That's how it works. Mm -hmm. Alright, so Woody Strode puts the dog out, as we mentioned, and after that, his lady asks him if he is okay because he's very concerned about the sickly cow and also terrified that there's going to be a quarantine locking down his farm. Something tells me they have invested everything they have into this latest crop of livestock and that he's really hoping that he's got this amazing calf that got ill in some way shape or form here with these spider bites that we know are spider bites but he doesn't know what it is yet and so having this prize calf that was going to win him a bunch of money be taken down and not being able to like sell off this stock as he makes it with this new not him making it but creating the cows with his his livestock and getting more and more of these calves this monetary thing that he has set up is just going to fail which is pretty much dooming his farm and I feel like he's got the weight of the world resting upon those beautiful fucking hugely massive shoulders of his.
2: Good god would we- you step Touching yourself while you're doing the notes. What it's Woody Strode, man. I know, but come on, man. So beautiful. Be professional. She's a Nubian God. There's a lady present. Or she hung up on us. Yeah, I know, right?
1: Oh, I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> I- I'm just I'm listening to you sing your love song to Woody Strode.
0: <laughs> it is
2: pretty epic, I'll say
1: this.
0: Yes, it is. I'll be singing it later, set to the tune of peaceful Verde Valley. Yeah. <laughs> 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 gotta have some fun with this movie he just, all the yeah, while so
2: enjoying like, a strong draft beer of the peaceful Verde Valley <laughs>
0: definitely there's lost prize money for the calf and I'm assuming that this calf if it wins a prize means that the livestock coming from his ranch will be worth a lot more for breeding purposes to create the perfect cow for food or milk or whatever it is that he's breeding them for they don't really say but there's something that's supposed to be super impressive with this particular calf I think it was genetically modified with peaceful Verde Valley beer mm-hmm. yeah that, that, Genetically modifies everybody that drinks this. Yes. This product does not exist, and yet that's all we're ever going to drink. Oh, yeah. You do shots of raw HUD Rex piss and you yeah. chase it with peaceful Verde Valley beer. Exactly. The only thing you do.
1: <laughs> well, that would be an epic drunk. <laughs>
3: You yes, never-
2: I am an epic drunk. Thank yes, you. Yes, you
0: absolutely are. Okay, so while the dog is outside, we hear some noises and the dog starts doing the the moaning kind of squealy dog bitty noise that he does where he's like, rah, rah, and then he runs off. Because that's what dogs do. They run off on you. Yes. Not that cats don't, but you know. Dogs. Cats are evil bastards. <laughs> and that's why I love them. They cut from this to a creepy as hell fucking gas station as some dude has a calf in the back of his car. No, seriously. Uh. A guy has a calf in the back of his fucking car in this film. He also turned the trunk of his car into a makeshift chicken coop. So he basically wants a truck, but he wants the convenience of driving and controlling a car.
2: He wants a truck with a barn attached to it.
0: It's essentially like a really low rent El Camino, which, yeah. is, which is pretty ro- low rent because El Camino's on their own pretty...
2: Yeah, I mean...
0: <laughs> it's a car that couldn't decide whether it was a truck or a car, and he just went a step further and turned the trunk of a car into a truck.
2: Yes. <laughs> this thing is hideous. I am massively confused by this device.
0: <laughs> the minute I saw this, I'm like, whoa, I got to call home. I miss my family. <laughs> It's so fucking redneck. That's all I'm saying.
1: Yeah, I know. I never, I always knew the cow was there, but for some reason when I'm watching this movie, it's just kind of irrelevant to me. And now every time I watch the movie, all I'm going to think about is the cow in the El Camino.
0: (laughs) Don't forget the makeshift chicken coop built out of the trunk of the car there.
1: And the chicken coop.
0: It's ridiculous. I obsessed over it. I backed it up a few times because I did not want to believe that there was a cow in the back of the car. I wasn't just going to let that go. So they kind of pan down while they're showing off this customized wagon. Let's just put it that way. And it has an obviously flat tire, which is then pointed out by a person trying to sell a new tire. He attempts to do the sell off of a new tire for, was it $18, Matt? Yeah, it was 18 and he goes, I only got five. But all he had was five. And then rather than pay $18, he drives off on the obviously blown out tire rather than pay yeah. anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and i am even giving up shit. his last five. Yeah, because, you know, he's building a chicken coop in the back of the car. Obviously, he doesn't care about the resale <laughs> exactly. value. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. He's going to go drive off on the blown out tire, and the guy stops him, and then basically a sale for $5 is better than nothing. Yeah. Resale value? Are you kidding me? You tend to hang on to a car that cherry, all right? <laughs> sure. You do know the definition of the word cherry in reference to a car, right? No. <laughs> Clearly not. I heard it once. Yeah. <laughs> that explains your purchase values for all of your cars. Yeah, right right?
2: <laughs> Boy, you ain't kidding me.
0: <laughs> Touched a sore spot yes, there. Yes, I did. Will you <laughs> shut the fuck up? <laughs> Your vehicles are shit. <clears throat> the shot pulls up and... We see a plane for a crop dusting type business swoops overhead doing some fancy maneuvers. At that point, the attendant goes and looks for the cheaper tire to sell in the shed. There are spider webs (laughs) all over this goddamn shed. And upon sticking his hand into one of the tires, he is bitten by a tarantula, shocking absolutely no one when your entire shed is covered in spider webs that there would happen to be a spider in a deep, dark recess of a tire. What a jackass. Yeah, pretty much. The whole time he's in there handling the tire, even grabbing on the outside of them, I'm like, dumbass, kick them first. Yeah, right? Your boot's going to be harder to bite through than your bare hand. Kick the tires. Yeah, literally. Uh, yeah.
1: And my other thing, you know, they're in Arizona. There's snakes there, too. Oh, yeah. I would, I would be kicking everything and kicking it again and again, what just you, to make sure nothing was moving on the inside.
0: What you need is you need to grab a stick that's about as long as Woody Strode spit roast. You start poking around <laughs> them in their tires and you make sure there ain't no creepy crawly critters or any short that are are going to be running around and out their tire.
2: Sometimes spiders get a little crazy out here in the valley. In the peaceful Verde Valley, it's, we got a problem with the spiders. Sometimes it's not so peaceful.
0: But then you got scorpions. They're in the fucking desert. You got scorpions. Yeah. Rattlesnakes. There's like slightly less things that will kill you than Australia. Yeah. In Arizona. Yeah. Like a pubic hair fraction of an amount of things That's less. That's
2: a weird measuring unit, but okay. <laughs> (laughs) you went went to a weird spot there, but all right.
0: I was going to say something slightly more offensive. Oh, really? (laughs) And I just went with pubic hair instead.
1: You know it was really bad. I know exactly what you were going to say.
0: Oh, she does. Oh, yeah. I know
2: now what you're going to say, too. Matt's a little slow on the Uh, (laughs) upshot.
1: I was still trying to
2: get over that you said pubic hair for a unit of measurement. Sorry.
0: It was the C-bomb word. I was was reluctant to drop. Even with just us in the room, I'm not comfortable. With it. I know, right? Yeah, it's, it's one of those words. It's it gets- damn it, brain, get that out of my head, because uh-huh. now I'm just hearing it over and over again. Oh,
1: no, now <laughs> it's gonna be flashing in your head all day. C word, C word, <laughs> don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. C word, C word, use it.
0: <laughs> God it'll, damn, it'll be flashing in my head all day, and then I'll just picture it, and everything will be fine. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Okay, back to the movie. All right, so he carries off the tire after he kicks at the spider for biting him, but he doesn't stomp on it. He just kind of lets it be. And then he locks the shed and smacks the spider, flipping it over backwards. And it's at this point that I should probably warn you folks, if you haven't watched the movie yet and you have a problem with uh, any type of animal being harmed on film, this is not the movie for you. (laughs) Just going to say, yeah, many spiders were harmed in the making of this film. Yeah, spiders are going to die. Literally, for real, on film. A lot of bad tarantula deaths here. You could rephrase this from Kingdom of the Spiders to Spider Holocaust. Yeah, really big time. <laughs> well, they cut from this to a lady drives into the Verde Valley and pulls into the gas station, asking the chat to service the car after mistaking him for a gas attendant, and because I thought that was funny, and obviously it's Chatner talking again. Yeah, that's our next clip.
7: Would you fill it up, please? Oh, and and when you check under the hood, please don't get any grease on the paint. Oh
6: no, ma'am, wouldn't want to do that. Boy, I bet this car goes real fast, huh? Mm-hmm.
7: Is there a nice, quiet hotel in town?
6: Yes, ma'am. You just go down the road a couple of miles, and you'll see a sign saying Washburn's Lodge. Ml, fix you up.
7: Thank you. Where's your ladies' room?
6: Ah, uh, you go around the building there and turn left at the end and it's on your left-hand side. It's out of order. You're gonna have to use the men's room. That's right beside the ladies' room. I can show you the way. Stay in guard for you.
7: Uh, no, thank you. Our man is just fine.
6: Hey, Doc, uh, I understand Cobra's having a few problems out there. Nothing serious. The owner of this car wants it filled up, and don't get no grits on the paint. You know, where's he at? She is in the men's room. The men's room. Hey, wait a minute. What, what the hell is she doing in there? Why don't you ask her?
0: I thought that was pretty funny.
1: Yeah. She, that is hilarious.
0: He uses the fact that she mistook him for a gas attendant trolling. just because he's working on his own car. Yeah, trolling. Yeah. And obviously because she's, you know, a big, citified, highfalutin lass. <laughs> Which, by the way, that's what I refer to her as from here on out as Miss Highfalutin. highfalutin last, <laughs> Yeah, or no, just Miss Highfalutin. Sense. Yeah, because she obviously is looking down on Shat because of how he's dressed and uh, obviously assumes that, you know, he's not a well-to-do veterinarian or anything that he may or may not possibly be. or a very important man in this town just because he's not, you know, dressed all fancy and highfalutin like herself. So there you go. After this, we see Miss Highfalutin drive into Washburn's Lodge. She meets Emma... Who tells her their rooms are nine bucks a night and the cabins are eleven bucks? a night as well. Holy shit, I need to stay in the peaceful Verde Valley. Yeah, of course. Like, before yeah. all this spider death shit.
2: No, probably during. Well, yeah.
1: The I don't know. I I would kill off some spiders for a cheap vacation.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Actually, no, I wouldn't. I would, like, I would set my own cabin on fire with me inside it because I get that spooked over spiders.
0: From the creepy crawlies. I'm pretty sure there is a scene in this movie that fits perfectly to how you would react now. Yes. <laughs> when we get to it, I'm gonna ask if that's the case or not. <laughs> and everybody who's seen the film already knows what I'm referring to, but yeah. let's wait till we get there, folks. Shh. Just pretend like I didn't say anything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but she also informs her the prices are going to go up when the county fair kicks off in a couple of weeks. So that's probably because, you know, it's the whole rates have to go up so they can make the money. She even says that. And it actually turns out that Miss Highfalutin actually showed up into the county because she is looking for the shat. And did Miss Washburn just kind of imply that the shat was kind of a womanizer in some of the comments that she makes there? You Remember when they're talking about it? And, mm-hmm. and she, oh yeah, she pretty much implies that he's a womanizer, or at least was at one point in time. He's also the Shatner, so...
2: I mean, Shatner's always going to be a womanizer. That's the character
0: that he just plays. Yes.
2: And it's him. It's, it's... <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just him in real life.
2: It's just him in real life. Allegedly, definitely. I don't believe, I don't believe Shatner plays I any mean, look characters. At you can I
1: even look at Star Trek. He banged how many different species of women.
2: Well, you see, I don't believe... Shatner ever plays a character I believe Shatner just plays different versions of himself they just put him in costume he says whatever the hell he wants exactly
0: yeah well he took the phrase in Star Trek to boldly go where no man has gone before literally to mean alien species vagina yes or openings of some sort yeah maybe an (laughs) anus you don't know yeah, I don't want to limit him. No. I, I mean, whatever I mean, Shatner's into... There's in the or future, Kirk,
2: man. Everyone's probably way more open-minded out back, up there.
0: Yeah, and the Federation is led yeah. by Democratic Socialists, so yeah. everybody's got an equal stay, you know, in life. Everyone
2: was probably doing it in the butt. What, what? In the butt.
0: All right, so they cut from this to Woody Strode. I'm going to need a minute here, folks. Okay, so... <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Whoa. Oh man, I'm gonna need. You okay s- over there? I'm gonna need a sandwich and a nap. <laughs> God Almighty! What? He's a beautiful man. He really is. That's a clip. Yeah, I know. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Woody Strode is still terrified that he will be quarantined again. He put his whole entire livelihood into the stock that he currently has. And then the mayor shows up and refuses to close the beaches. Oh, wait, no. He's just afraid that the quarantine is going to happen and cause problems with the town fair. Yeah. What What is it about this peaceful Verde Valley that their town fair is so big that they draw on people it's, from all, all over the world? It must be at least 20 miles
1: away, whatever's closer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Do they say at least 20 miles? Do they say everyone for 20? 20 miles. Is that what it is? Uh,
1: I have no idea. That was just my take on it. <laughs> you
0: drive 20 miles in the desert. You're still in the
1: desert. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm just saying, what's with town mayors always fucking things up for fun? Some kind of town fucking function.
0: Okay. I know that this didn't happen back in the 70s, Yeah. but they did control a uh-huh. They copied on the Jaws script. Yeah. Then they did a Control F. <laughs> clicked over on the tab for Find and Replace. Yeah. And then any references to shark and beaches were replaced simultaneously yeah, with. to desert land uh-huh. and spiders. Yes, I get that. I'm just saying they changed the name of the mayor. And so when he's like, "You don't, we know, we don't want to lose the town festival instead of yeah. the beaches." That's how they did it. It's just this. It's the same thing even with Grizzly and all the other and nature oh, run amuck. Wow. I'm really distrustful of town mayor. And
1: this, this guy. Wearing that hideous anchor suit, he's got a big old bolo tie and western garb.
0: Now I accept the fact that the anchor suit may not be your taste, but you cannot refer to it as hideous because I own five of them.
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, kid- I'm fucking with you.
0: <laughs> I would never Honestly, wear anything like I that have- outside the bedroom. <laughs> no, me, except for Christmas. So.
1: Oh please, if I had access to that anchor the the suit that would be all i'd wear in the bedroom
0: nice <laughs> suzanne you need to come hang out with us in omaha and party <laughs> that's all i'm saying <laughs> suzanne's down to party man yeah
2: <laughs> there's a fuck around you
0: me <laughs> suzanne yeah anchor suits all around yes anchor suits <laughs> peaceful verde valley beer yeah some rick's piss we just hang out yeah watch movies and just yeah. chill chill out <laughs> 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 Maybe do a little time traveling. You don't know. Yeah, that happens with us. Yeah. I know that the mayor is essentially worried about the county fair and that he doesn't want to cancel it. And that's about the time where he's talking with Rack and the sheriff and trying to keep them from doing any kind of quarantine. Right about when Miss Highfalutin drives up in her fancy ass cityfied car. And-
2: <laughs> cityfied. <laughs> All that stock options that she got in the car that came from the dealership. It's a Benz, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, You don't get much Man, more. I, mean, su- I
1: just, I have to point out the obvious here. Could they have not picked out a more manly nickname than Rack? Come on.
0: But Rackham. <laughs> you, you want a more manly nickname than Rack, or you think Rack is sufficient? I'm not sure how you fall on this, Suzanne.
1: I'm, I'm, I mean, they really, really made that just masculine. That's <laughs> Rack. <laughs> they get that. hole Ah. in there
0: i guess they could have just called him big ol cock (laughs) 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 hey it's a local town vet big ol cock (laughs) why'd you get that nickname
1: i think the bull's hung you should take check out the vet
0: (laughs) (laughs) miss highfalutin shows up and that leads to our next clip
7: good afternoon i'm diane ashley i was told i could find a dr robert hansen here
3: afternoon i'm gene smith this is mayor connors Pleasure. How do you do? As for the doctor, he's
6: standing right over there.
7: Oh, thank you very much. Excuse me. Hello? You.
6: Who? Me?
7: <laughs> I'm from the Department of Entomology at Arizona State University in Tempe. Oh, well,
6: that's it. My beer?
7: No, thank you. You submitted some blood samples, urine tests, and a smear. That's right. I suggest you look these over. You have a very serious problem on your hands. Why don't you tell me how serious a problem? Does that mean
3: we'll have a quarantine?
7: No, at least not from our preliminary findings.
3: That's great. That's the best news I've heard all day. Now, if you'll excuse me, I've got to get back to town. I've got a little county fair business i got to take care of. Goodbye. Bye, Rack. Pardon me for intruding, ma'am, but uh, what exactly did that calf die of?
7: Venom. A massive dose of venom. Red corpuscles were almost non-existent.
6: Venom? Are you trying to tell me that calf was brought down by a snake bite?
7: No. I'm telling you that calf was brought down by spider venom.
6: (coughs) Hey, you're serious. You want me to believe that a 200-pound calf was killed by a a, a, a spider?
7: Frankly, Doctor Hansen, I don't particularly care what you believe. However, I would like to count on your full cooperation. I'd like to examine the carcass and visit the Colby Ranch as soon as possible.
6: As far as the carcass is concerned, it's in the freezer, and we'll visit the Colby Ranch in the morning.
7: That'll be fine. Oh, by the way, I'm staying at. But then you know where I'm staying, since you were kind enough to direct me there.
6: I would like to have some dinner tonight.
7: I probably will. I'll see you in the morning.
6: Slick as a man's ass, is he?
5: So, how'd you make out in town today? Did you meet up with Rand? Yes. Oh, and I met the mayor and the sheriff. They both seem like very nice men. Oh, as for the mayor, yeah. But that Gene Smith, he and I used to be, well, um, pretty close. And now? Now? Well, we're different kind of friends. <laughs> a long time ago, That Gene Smith used to be one hell of a man with ladies. But now all he needs to get him through the night is a case of beer. (laughs) I guess I kind of wore him out. (laughs) It's sad, though, when a man's main interest in life moves up to his stomach. (laughs) You nice people didn't meet yet. Diane Ashley, this is Vern and Betty Johnson. They just drove up in that fancy motorhome you saw parked outside, all the way from Nebraska here for the county fair
7: uh colorado uh we're from colorado nice to meet you miss ashley
5: hi uh, colorado nebraska if it ain't arizona it's all the same
6: uh you saw my motor home out there huh forty thousand dollars worth
5: i understand you're you're a scientist you know you and vernon have a lot in common oh uh, really oh that's how i make all my money
7: Kind of uh, scientific, you know, through chemicals. Oh, you're a chemist. No, you don't understand. Vernon invented a new kind of chemical toilet. You know, the kind they use at construction sites. Uh, Sold
6: the business, though. (laughs) Sold out to my partner. Just couldn't take the pressure anymore. Oh. Uh, Say, uh, can I buy you a drink? A pretty girl like you shouldn't be drinking alone.
7: No, thank you, mister. And Mrs. Johnson, (laughs) good night.
0: All right, There's a lot to unpack on there. Number one, two. Oh, yeah. What the fuck, man? Okay. Is he trying to come on to her or are they trying to recruit her for a threesome?
1: I think he was like leisurely coming to on to her. In front of Wanna his wife. My... Yeah, in front of his yeah. wife. A dick move. Want to see my RV? Huh? $40,000 worth. Want to get oh, 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 roasted? <laughs> yeah.
0: We'll better go to Woody Strode's place because yeah, he's yeah, packing he, it. Yeah yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, you got, you got the right equipment
0: Okay, now speaking of uh, Mr. and Mrs. Chemical Toilet there Mrs. Chemical Toilet, the little like mousy lady uh-huh. I think Yeardley Smith looked at her and went That's what I want to do for the rest of my career Is characters like that <laughs> Jesus I flash back to her role in Herman's Head Where it's basically the exact same character
1: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't thought of that show in way too many years It
0: doesn't live up to whatever warm and fuzzy memories Anybody may have about it Yeah, I can attest I found some episodes somewhere mm. out there in the dark web. And the dark, the dark, the deepest, dankest of webs. It wasn't that uh, dark of the web. It just uh, became dark when I watched Sherman's head and the warm and fuzzy memories of it were destroyed.
1: But that was William Ragsdale, and I never got leading man material out of him. He was great as a geek in Fright Night, but they were trying to make him a little more studly than he was and it just didn't work.
0: But you did have most of the cast of The Simpsons and the voices thereof show up on the show as actual actors. Yeah, Even Hank Azara was like one of the roles in there oh yeah welcome we've just now changed from cinema psyops to the herman's head (laughs) appreciation podcast (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, so with this at the end of the clip, Miss Highfalutin heads to her cabin to be alone and then starts to get a little bit of comfortable, pull off some boots and loosen up her shirt. Then she sits at a table slash, I guess it's a dressing table. It has a drawer. It has a mirror. And I refer to it as a table in my notes, but not a desk because it oh, has yeah. a mirror. So it's a dressing table. It's the closest I can kind of figure it is. Anyway, that's not important. What is important is that she pulls a pin out of the drawer, leaves in the drawer wide open, pulls her hair back and pins it and then moves on over to the bathroom and- and starts uh, getting undressed, but the camera, being an asshole, moves away and around the cabin. Fuck you, movie. And shows us a tarantula instead, climbing all around everything and up the table and across the table. And he's in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. Being undressed while we're watching the spider crawling about. Yeah, I'd totally rather do this. Yeah, I mean, this the other makes thing. so much more sense. Yeah. Well, we then cut to a slight boob shot as she reaches for her towel. So thank you, movie, for that conversation. Consolation prize, I suppose. Yeah, kind of a thank you, but more fuck you. Yeah. It was like a little side boob that went just a little too far and you just got a little hint of nipple. It was just enough for us to be kind of like, well, thank you, movie. I guess we should be grateful, but fuck you for panning away to show us a spider while she's undressing in the first place. Yeah, You're a horror movie, movie. You know what you need to do. Yeah, give us some boobs. Boobs. All right, so it cuts away from the boob shot and her grabbing at her towel, and then we see the spider once again, but it crawls into the drawer that she conveniently left open on her dressing table. And then Miss Highfalutin wraps this gigantic god goddamn beach towel it's a towel that's big enough to wrap matt and i standing beside each other really is it it's like a fucking tablecloth yeah well <laughs> got a lot of that's, people
1: it's huge all
0: i'm saying is why can't a fat ass like me get a towel like that a little tiny girl like that doesn't need that towel yeah well fucking washcloth could fit around that rail <laughs> eat a sandwich <laughs> Jesus. What? She was skinny. Yeah. We're body shaming her. I'm not body shaming her. I'm it's worried
1: good. about her health. She needs to eat a sandwich. Uh.
0: <laughs> okay. So after she wraps herself in the gigantic towel, she goes and sits at this dressing table to brush out her hair. Now, my question is, what's the point of pinning up your hair if you're just going to let it get stoked in the shower anyway?
1: Um, I, I, well, I can't Maybe she that. did her hair and I'm guilty of this too, jumping in the shower and getting my hair out of the way because my hair looks great. Yeah. A good hair thing.
0: Yeah, but she she, her hair was wet after the shower, so why did she even pin it up in the first place? It was soaked, and then she brushed it out while it was soaked.
1: Well, that also keeps it from frizzing out. The more you know.
0: Oh, you know what? She didn't look like she put any conditioner in there in the shower. I was really watching.
1: I'm sure you are. I
2: zoomed in. He paused it. Enhanced. Wait, enhanced. Zoomed in. Enhanced. No, no
1: I've done that just to keep my hair from frizzing out. Maybe and, she you forgot. Know, it's, even though it's a dry heat in Arizona, you just don't know how it's going to affect your hair.
0: I'll take your word for it. So more than likely, she just uh, spritzed it down to help it brush out. Uh, that's why it was wet and pinned up at the same time. The more yes. I know, considering that I have no hair at all and have not actually had hair on top of my head for mm, 10, 15 years now. Mm. Yeah. I get a lot, so. No room to talk about how ladies do their hair um, after yeah. showering. She opens the drawer and then ends up finding the little booger that crawled in there. And I guess the movie was trying to set up that we forgot that she is like this entomologist and that she studies spiders and other deadly venomous insects. But all
2: she needs is a real cowboy in her life.
0: Because they tried to set it up that like we were supposed to see her freak out and scream. Mm-hmm. And all she goes is, oh, hey there. And she talks to the spider like I talk to my cats. Yeah. You know, what are you doing in there? There. What are you doing? How you doing? What are you doing in there? She even kind of nuzzles the little booger. Yeah. You know, she's like super happy to see him. And then she just basically takes him right outside and lets him loose. And there we go. That's all there was. All of this buildup. They should have been doing that the whole spider routine with another lady. Like, for instance, the widow of Rack's brother should have found one of those. And then when she reacts as in not a big freak out, she just takes the thing outside. Yeah. That would have been a nice surprise. Oh, yeah. Whereas the way that they do it here, it just kind of feels kind of hollow. And really, just yeah. an excuse to cut away from her showering, which I'm still upset about. Yeah, that that was sad. <laughs> Biggest tragedy of the film. Yeah, not enough boobies. <clears throat> Sound like a real pig tonight. You kind of do. Yeah, well, oink oink. <laughs> They cut from this to, guess who? Nope. nope. Sexier. Mm-hmm. Woody Strode. <laughs> Woody Strode's calling for his dog, which is probably dead, given everything else we know about the film. And that's going to lead us to our next
6: clip. Are you from the university yet? I'd like you to meet Ms. Ashley. Ms. Ashley's from the venomous animal section on Tempe.
7: I'm sorry to hear about your calf, Mr. Colby. From what I could tell, he was a fine-looking animal. Colby! 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 old Jake's dead!
6: What are you talking about, honey? Out behind the barn!
7: It would appear this one died the same way the calf did.
6: Well, I guess the next
4: step is to destroy my stock. Well, you might as well put a gun to my head while you're at it.
7: Now, Mr. Colby, your stock is not dying from any plague or bacterial infection. Both of those animals died from massive injections of spider venom.
6: Well, there you go again. Look, there's no way a spider can kill a dog, let alone a fair-sized cat.
7: Maybe one can, but what about a few hundred?
6: Well, that explains the spider hill. Spider hill? Yeah, got the damnedest thing I ever saw, Rack. This morning when I was hunting for the dog, I watched it for almost an hour. Hundreds of them near as I could tell. Let's go take a look.
7: I'm seeing this, but I sure don't believe it. God, I've never seen anything like this before. How about you, Hanson?
6: Treats the hell out of me, Ashley sure does give you the creeps, doesn't it? How many you figure are in here?
7: God, the size of this hill could be thousands, I guess.
6: You want to know how many is in this hill? I'll show you how many is in
4: that damn hill. Oh, take it no, no, no give me go.
7: Mrs. Colby, do you suppose you could get me an empty can with a lid?
6: I don't think DDT's gonna kill him.
7: No. Most spiders, especially the big ones, become immune to it. Do you think you'd get Mr. Colby to let this hill alone until I can do some more checking? I
6: think so, for a while, but not long. Almost everything he's got is tied up in that livestock.
7: This is amazing. This guy here is about 600 miles from where he should be. Here you go. Thank you. Hope these things don't get into the house. They sure give me the willies. If it's all right, I'd like to examine the area where the first animal died. OK, this way, ma'am.
6: Walt, if you'll drive Miss Ashley. Miss Ashley, over to Emma's when you're done, I'd appreciate it. I'm a half hour late from seeing my girl. Now, I know you're going to have dinner tonight. Why don't we do it together this time?
7: Well, it seems as though we both have very busy schedules.
6: Hi, honey. How are you? Great. Good. But
5: my cat ran away.
6: Your cat ran away? Well, don't you worry about your cat. He's a tomcat. He likes to prowl around.
5: <laughs> Not unlike some other people I know.
6: <laughs> Who's that lady? Are
5: we still going
6: on the ride tomorrow? We sure are. You think I'd miss a chance to be with the prettiest little girl in Arizona? Not on a bet. Honey?
5: <laughs> Hey, Miss
6: i sure do you go set it up and i'll be with you in a second
5: hey i'm sorry about what happened the other day
6: i don't know what you're talking about lady oh
5: <laughs> wreck you're a funny man you won't be with your brother's wife but you take care of her like you were isn't that like buying the cow and giving the milk away
6: you don't quit pastoring me one yeah. of these mornings i'm gonna show up and start milking that cow <laughs> well
5: just make sure your hands are warm <laughs>
0: Creepiest shat laugh ever.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they really were amping up the one-liners.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, I'll milk that cow. (laughs) (laughs) And like the way he says it, it's like he's threatening just to show up and demand that she give him sex after all this work that he's put in. You don't stop pestering me. I'm just going to show up and milk you. Well,
2: uh though... Yeah, but she, she kinda pretends, puts herself out make there
6: sure for
0: that. Your hands are
2: warm. Yeah. And she but before even that, she put herself like who comes over and takes care of, you know, so and so and doesn't do anything. I mean, she put that one out there. You won't be with
0: your brother's wife, yeah, but you, you'll take you'll care of us. Be a husband, like yeah. yeah, everything else. Yeah, I mean she'd put it out there. Uh, She's basically saying, You do such a good job taking care of us, I want to reward you. Yeah, kinda. Yeah. Like that's all she has to offer is sex. Uh, yeah. This yeah. film's... Okay, this it's film's misogynistic really, yeah, as fuck. Oh, oh,
2: big time. Yeah, that, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. I mean, you have to admit the whole thing revolves around Shat's masculinity.
0: Yeah, but I'm not buying it for one reason and one reason only. What he's throwing. You don't have a spit roaster like Woody Strode just
2: kind of sitting there and just put him on a bench for masculinity. Well, he was put on the bench.
0: You don't put a mountain of a man like Woody Strode it's... in a film and then try and sell Bill Shatner as the pinnacle of manhood.
2: Well, they, That's exactly what they did.
0: It's like putting The Rock in a film. Yeah. And then putting Jack Black there with him. <laughs> and Jack. then Jack Black's the pinnacle of manhood. Uh, ah, yeah. 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 I'm not saying body type-wise they match up perfectly. <laughs> I'm just kind of trying to give you a comparison. I think you're you're spot on.
1: That's pretty accurate.
0: <laughs> Particularly for the time. Yeah. And this is shot in his best shape. I mean, this is just... Uh, nah, he's still in pretty good fucking shape. I think here. his
2: best shape was probably, you know, the original yeah. series. Because he was starving back then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but still, he's looking, I mean, compared to like, you We're
2: know, getting close to Khan here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, nah, this Shat- is still 70s. This Is, is it 70s? Yeah. Or? Yeah, this is like just after the series ended or while they're still kind of filming the series kind of thing where he did like this and a few other movies. So there is that. But I'm not just talking about them setting up Shatner for being Mr. Massive Man. There is a certain level of the way that the movie even treats its characters. Like it tries to set up the female doctor that comes into town that's all Miss High falutin she's this expert and there's a few times where shatner's kind of talking down to her where she holds her own and then she does this projected talk back to him where it's Mm. essentially her giving a back and forth like not letting him talk down to her and being a strong female character and then later on in the movie they completely ignore all of the stuff they set her up to be and then turn her into the fainting wilting willow (laughs) With spiders around, which she's the fucking expert for. Exactly. I have a big problem with that. I do too. (laughs) Never noticed it until I did the review for the movie. Really? The way I am. I the just, show destroys it. I never even bother learning character names. I just let the movie wash over me and have a good time and watch what happens. And so I never really look that deep into movies but then when I do a review for them and I'm trying to go frame by frame and look at stuff a little bit more you know with a critical eye I always end up noticing stuff in the movies that either bugs me or that I never noticed before in a good way. And in the 70s it's almost always the misogyny that just comes right out and makes me angry. Yeah. This from a guy oh, that was complaining about no boobs in the movie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no I I agree. I, I do the same thing. The first time I watch something, I really try to keep the critic out of it. But when I decide I want to watch it again, I'm thinking I missed something, and then all these little things will start popping out at me. And this one, I, I guess my big thing is the fact that William Shatner's character is so oversexed toward her. It's like everything is an innuendo.
0: Or trying to get in her endo. Yeah. <laughs> ha. No, there's... Ha, she says. The sexual wordplay stuff that's going on between him and his brother's widow or slash sister-in-law i'm okay with because they've known each other for a while and you get the inclination that she married the brother because he wouldn't settle down with her that's the feeling that i got that she always actually just preferred him and was just with the brother maybe she bumped the brother off to try and bring closer to her <laughs> yeah, damn no <laughs> no I, mean, I
1: see where you're I, I can yeah i actually see that
0: i'm just saying but like i
1: said this this innuendo between him and the doctor it's I mean, like I said, they're just really trying to make him the, you know, the pinnacle male.
0: Well, and what's really bad about it is the innuendo that he, it's one sided for 90% of the film where he's essentially constantly sexually harassing her. Let's, let's not mince words where <laughs> he's just like, uh, see so you're, you're drinking a bottle there. I like the way you hold that. Mm-hmm. Looks like my penis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's basically the whole fucking movie. Yeah. He's like, you eat dinner. You want to eat cock? <laughs> <laughs> his, his tactic for coming on to her is essentially I'm gonna fuck you constantly that's just all it is we you should it. have we oh, should have have dinner eat dinner often eat dinner off my dick <laughs> yeah
1: i to eat dinner off my dick
0: mhm mhm alright so after the clip that we just played the shat ends up chasing down and running Miss Highfalutin off the road which she is somehow into and really digs the fact that he He's trying to flirt with her by, I don't know, endangering her life by driving like a jackass. Yeah. This is going to be cool. Well, that
1: was always a big turn on for me.
0: You just love the way a guy runs you off the road and then demands to drive your car. (laughs) He carjacks her. That's his method of flirting. That's how he picked her up for a first date. He literally carjacked her. (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ, man. This movie really bugged me this time around. <laughs> but that's that's what happens. He drives in front of her. He forces her off the road in her highfalutin city bends and then picks her up, manhandling her, tosses her into her own car, and then shoves at her in the nether region butt area and hips while he's doing it. And she's all (laughs) forcing her to walk across her car. And that's the part that I did not like. This type of woman, she's an intelligent woman, she's a strong woman, and she very clearly has to deal with this kind of shit in her field. And you're telling me that the Shat's charm is just gonna melt her heart and make it to where she turns into a little schoolgirl around him? Yeah, because remember, she's
2: I still
1: call bullshit on that.
2: She's only a strong willed, career minded woman because she hasn't rent
0: the right man yet. Well, so that's the 70s mentality. Yeah, yeah. Despite all of her protests and acting like a little helpless girl, he shoves her over and makes her walk across her seats with her dirty covered boots, then hops in her car himself walking on the car with his dirty boots on the leather <laughs> fucking seats. And he basically drives the car like a moron after this effectively kidnapping and carjacking her what a shithead and this is how their dates get started and the misogyny of all of this continues in you guessed it our next clip Uh. y'all like some drinks from the bar excuse me oh
5: anything
7: you order is just fine with me honey
6: pie (laughs) two beers
7: would a glass offend you or should we drink them right from the can?
6: How'd it go there? I gotta tell you, I'm still a little skeptical about the spider theory of yours.
7: Would you be less skeptical if a man had told you?
6: Hey, the only person who's uptight about you being a woman is you, you know. I called Tempe today, I checked you out. They say in your field there's none better.
7: Oh, <laughs> what is this, cowboy psychology?
6: Here it is. To women's lip.
7: To Gary Cooper. <laughs> By the way, how the hell did you ever get a name like Rack.
6: Oh, I had a kid brother two years younger than me. Pool playing a summer bitch you ever saw. And he never liked to work as a kid, and I did. And I used to kid him about it. And I'd say, you're not gonna have enough money to spend on the girls on the weekends. Every Friday night, I'll be damned if he didn't get me into a game of pool, and beat beat me for everything I'd earned that week. And he'd laugh, and he'd laugh, and he'd say, him! and the name kinda stuck, and he started calling me Rack.
7: He lives around here, does he?
6: No. He got killed in Nam. Second day was there. That uh, girl I told you I had to go see—that's his little daughter. I kind of look after her and her mother. I see. You know the, those reports of yours—both those animals dying of spider venom. Why? Why would spiders suddenly turn aggressive towards livestock? I mean, venomous spiders are loners. They're cannibals. If they don't have anything to eat, they'll kill and eat each other. Food you want to order
7: No, no, not right now. What I'm saying is that food could be the principal reason for the attacks on the cattle. What I mean is that through the excessive use of insecticides like DDT, we are inadvertently killing off the spider's natural source of food. So, in order to survive, spiders, as well as other insects, are having to readjust their eating habits and therefore becoming much more aggressive.
6: How do we get rid of them?
7: is the most incredible thing I have ever seen. I mean, this right here is scientific phenomenon. What do you mean? As you know, all species of megalomorphs are cannibalistic. If you put them together, they'll kill each other off. They just don't colonize like ants or bees do. Yeah, look at this picture and this picture here. These tarantulas are not fighting. Maybe they found love. Very funny. On a hunch this morning, I called the local paper for ads for missing pets. Do you know that in the last three months, there have been over 30 ads for missing animals, anything... Cats, goats. First thing in the morning, I send this off to my lab for analysis. How
6: about the Spider Hill?
7: Well, that was the only one out there. Maybe we should just burn it.
6: Yeah, let's just burn it, baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where are you going, your little mother? Hey, hey, maybe we should burn it tonight before they do any more damage.
7: Yep. I'll get my jacket.
0: Okay, so there's also a lot to unpack in that freaking clip as well. Yeah. We have the strong female pop-up again, where she's talking trash to him at dinner. Yep. After he kidnaps her, what the hell? Yeah, <laughs> and
2: then they that tried to do a, a whole date, women's lib
0: thing. He said it makes for a good date. Yeah, <laughs> the movie has a really uneven tone with this. It feels like maybe they were all supposed to be there, and he could only save one of them, and he has to Sophie's choice his way out of the spiders. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus,
1: <laughs> now, that I think would would have been a really good storyline for this movie.
0: There are some things that I do really like about the conversation that they have in dinner. All of a sudden, it slips into to this like 1950s expository dialogue from the scientists about what possibly could go on that's explaining the plot line as to why there's a spider hill and how they're all working together. I love that. I totally got what they were going for there. It totally feels like all of a sudden the scientist is like, well, it could be this and then has this broad conjecture about all of these different theories without any real proof and then just says all of the things and then all of a sudden cut to they're in the lab and he proves it. (laughs) But in this case, it's the the female doctor who proves it. Exactly. (laughs) So I did really enjoy that part of it. and so after that they decide that it is time to go burn this spider hill down which i think they should have come up with a better name than spider hill spider hill yeah it sounds like a bad knockoff of silent hill spider mound
1: then <laughs> <laughs> yeah. again silent hill could be a knockoff of spider hill
0: you know what is a knockoff of the spider hill in this film with What's spiders that? that work together like a colony uh-huh. arachnophobia yes
1: yeah after yeah, I... my husband made me watch that last night too. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. I like arachnophobia, but there's a lot of stuff that's in arachnophobia that I feel owes a very heavy debt to Kingdom of the Spiders, whether intentionally or consequentially because it's a similar storyline. It's pretty obvious there's a lot of influence there whether they want to admit it or not. Yeah. All right. So they're off to burn the spider hill. They end up meeting up with Woody Strode and they stop dead in their tracks because of how quiet it is. And then they spend a significant amount of time commenting on how quiet it is. And Woody Strode even gives us a little soliloquy about how it gets very quiet out here at night sometimes, where you can hear quiet. Absolutely nothing at all. It's almost too quiet. When all of a sudden a raging bull, I don't know what else to call it, that's basically what it is, (laughs) breaks through a gate and thrashes them about, sending Woody Strode to the ground, busting his arm, and then it's revealed that it is covered in tarantulas, and it falls down to its death. Now, those of us that are keeping score, this is the prize bull that they were talking about. Woody Strode's life is over now. Yes. All the stuff that he was trying to do, there's there's no coming back, all of their livelihood. Mm-hmm. And they did say earlier in one of our other clips that he did, in fact, invest all of his money into this current crop of livestock. He did. So it's all over for him with this prize bull gone. And with the death of the prize bull, broken arm or not, oh. Woody Strode has had it. They head on out to the Spider Hill and they light it the hell up in a glorious fire. Woody Strode has a complete paperclips moment screaming, burn, burn, burn the entire time while it's coming up. Well, hey, lost everything. You'd have a paperclip some moment too. Yeah, I'm not complaining. I'm serious. Yeah. Like, I think he, that was a deserved one. I like how the wife has a pitchfork, like she's gonna get some of the stragglers and shove them back in there, but you never see her do anything other than hold it aloft. Yeah, she was like,
1: yay! But, no, I'd be staking some fucking spiders.
0: <laughs> and then, it actually is revealed after the fire is burning and raging that this was a complete waste of time because the spider hill has a the second entrance or way out yes. and we see a whole bunch of spiders piling out the back of it and so like anybody you light their house on fire they're gonna get pissed and get some vengeance yes so after this the shat takes his latest abuse victim which is Miss Highfalutin that's what she is god damn just saying I'm drawing a hard line in the sand on this one and she's going to meet his long term abuse victim which is his brother's widow who he's <laughs> constantly keeping her in love but at arm's <laughs> length. Yeah. That's fucking Although, I
1: mean, come on. There's gonna yeah, be- I mean, when she starts picking the spiders up off of the bowl, that's when I start itching myself. (laughs) Like, I can feel little legs all over me.
0: (laughs) Okay, so... okay right now? While she's handling the spiders, but only when someone picks them up, does it happen earlier in the film, like when she picks it up after the shower and stuff, or is it just at this point?
1: Because there's so many of them.
0: Okay, so it's like a mass amount of spiders is when it starts to trigger that that feeling? Yeah. I can totally see that, yeah, because you do get that icky feeling.
1: You just feel stuff tickling your arms and your legs and your scalp and oh last night I swatted my own face it was just a hair. So
0: it gets you actually going that bad where if you feel a little creepy crawly like just now the- when
2: you got into bed did you ever like one time feel like something crawling I just, on you? I,
1: I start I start itching.
0: Interesting fact itching powder like you know the gag itching yeah. powder comes from stuff that's left behind by tarantulas like I'm I that- think they ground up the little hairs from tarantulas. Nice. That's oh, one yeah, of their, are- def- their defenses. I actually
1: worked in an, an exotic pet shop and they did have a lot of different spiders so I learned I learned so much about spiders that I can't forget it's the articulating hairs and when they start getting nervous they'll start kicking them and you'll get a rash
0: yeah they're they're an irritant and that's they grind those up and make itching powder out of them right
1: oh god i'm so glad nobody ever tried to play that prank on me because i'd have to go hunt them down and shoot them now
0: Yeah, that's, uh, that's the worst, those little hairs. That's one of the things, actually, that uh, Bill Shatner and the other cast complain about more than anything else. Yeah. They could deal with the bites whenever the spiders would get worked up, mm-hmm. but those shedding hairs, not cool. No. Yeah. Because yeah, it does cause those rashes, like she said. So, of course, as the brother's widow is introduced to the latest victim of Shatner's character's abuse, she is jealous because she's being held at bay, but constantly made to fall in love with him. And this is a new, fresh hell for... Her, but her daughter just loves meeting new people and doesn't care at all and is taking the lady off to go play. Thankfully, they cut away from this nauseating happy family horse shit to Woody Strode taking off after warning his lady to stay away from the field where the Spider Hill was. He's kind of dressed up fancy and going to drive all by himself with a broken arm in his truck. He's going to the state fair thing anyway or whatever, I think, where he was going to take the cow in. He's just going to go anyway and try and scare up some money, I think he said or yeah. something. It has something to do where he has no choice. He has to go to this to try and get some kind of investment or do something to keep the farm afloat. So he just decides that he's got to go. But he makes sure that the wife stays away from the field and then he takes off. They cut from this to the chat taking his niece on a picnic and horse ride to gain leverage on the the pretty highfalutin lady by showing that he has a chance to be a family man because he takes good care of his niece. Yeah, see? Yeah, I know. You he... want to have babies
1: with me now. Proving his virility.
0: Right. Obviously, this was something he said he had planned to take her out for a picnic forehand, but he's killing two birds with one stone here. That's all I'm saying. And it's also the real purpose of this entire picnic and horse ride is to pad out the film. The running time is heavily padded for yes. all of this. Yeah, it is. They cut from this to old man Strode driving his truck with a broken arm when spiders attack him and send his truck barreling over the edge of a hill. I really liked where you saw one crawling on the seat, but nothing really happens. And then he goes to open the sun visor, like he pulls it down and then a the spider falls on his face. Yeah. And because he has only one arm, yeah. he can't uh, deal with it, and that rah! causes the crash. Although it kind of didn't they held on it a little too long mm-hmm. and it was kind of obvious he was holding the damn yes. thing there. <laughs> <laughs> the spider's like, I don't want to be on your face. <laughs> Dude, get me out of here. And Woody Strode's like, you got to stay put for this shot. This, just don't move. This sucks. <laughs> I just thought that was bad Don't funny. do it. <laughs> you ain't going nowhere, spider. <laughs> Not going to do it, Matt. Not going to do it. Well, this is where he dies. I guess I should do at least you one last time. do it time. one, yeah. You won't get spit-roasted, spider. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if I can do two squirrels I can fit at least seven spiders on my spit roast
0: I can get your whole family on there oh well, yeah
1: jump from three to seven
0: I'm <laughs> impressed he was a young man after all just wanted to point out Woody Strode was like a, eligible for AARP when this film was shot <laughs> and he was like in better shape than Matt and I will ever hope to be oh, yeah. at any point in our lives so there is that alright so with that our wonderful sexy as hell Woody Strode is now no longer with us or in the film in our <laughs> R.I.P. in peace, as Matt always likes to say.
2: Yeah. R.I.P. in peace. <laughs>
0: And they cut from this to annoying little girl and lazy chat who refuses to get his own goddamn beer and tricks the woman into it. See, he's already trying to train her, Matt. Yeah, I know. I saw that. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, <laughs> I forget exactly what he says, but it's something like, you know what would be really good right now is a, a beer, but hey, I'm just so comfortable. I don't want to get up. <laughs> Go get me a beer, bitch. <laughs> I, believe her, I believe that's how it goes.
2: Go get me a beer and I now. I may
1: have slammed something down and went, Where's my beer whore? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: which I've actually done before.
0: <laughs> Again, we need to we need to hang out, Suzanne. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this uh, lazy afternoon picnic is boring and annoying, and patting out the film until we get a quick biter eye vision of the little girl, which is enticing me. Really, really hoping something bad is going to happen to the little kid. Jesus. <laughs> And then we see that the horses kind of notice that danger is imminent as they start kicking about and getting a little crazy. And they cut back and forth between the horse going nuts and the spider eye view of the girl. But just as the spider gets to where it's about to bite the little girl, the chat calls her away and she's saves. So, no, no kid death just yet. Fucking tease. God damn, damn dude. That's what I wrote in my notes. You're all about women's lib, unless, you know, there's. Little kids. Just little kids in general need to die in movies all the time. God damn.
1: Yeah, there's just, just not enough kids kid deaths.
0: In movies. In fiction. Yeah,
1: that's what I meant in movies. Yeah, Yeah, I probably should have made it sound that way, but yeah, like Rawhead brack.
0: Ooh, yeah. I just got the Blu-ray of that.
1: Oh, I got that a couple weeks ago. I still haven't watched it yet.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I gotta get on that. I gotta watch that, too. That's a great kid death. (laughs) Oh, it is most awesome. There's just not enough kids dying in film. Totally. They cut from this to aftermath of Woody Strode's accident. Of course, Shat knows everything because he is the ultimate uber male, like every Everything you need to know. So he just happens to be driving up, and he's already an expert rock climber to help out the sheriff to head down the side of the cliff and take a look at the truck. They go ahead and do this, and just as they are trying to open the door to get a closer look inside, a completely spider cocooned, woody-strode corpse pops out.
1: Spider webs. I start itching worse. (laughs)
0: spider webs in some of the corpses like when they're wrapped up actually looks really good in other ones it's very clear that they didn't Get stretch it. the cotton enough uh-huh. yeah yeah <laughs> but it's still a very cool effect and they do use it pretty well in this film. And also it looked like they made a fake Woody Strode like corpse head because it looked like it was drained of blood from the spiders feeding on him and stuff. It was creepy. They
1: they did a great job on that. I love physical effects.
0: It's kind of the best one in the movie too. Like I don't think they ever reached the, like this one. They don't reach what they were
2: able to do with him. No. Now
1: the rest were kind of just, you know, the glancing shots that one they actually held the camera on. So, you know, that was the money shot.
0: Yeah, it's like clearly the best one that they built so they definitely wanted to get as much of it on the film as they possibly could. And they don't yeah. hold on it too long to, when you start looking at the seams or whatnot and, and realizing how fake it actually might be. They cut away just in time. Like they timed that really well and the editor did an excellent job of trimming the shots. So yes, he did. All right, so the police then go to notify the missus that she is now a widow and the way that he does this is by letting her make guesses as to why he's there just standing there silently. And then he grabs up and starts hugging her. He forcibly hugs her because she's just misinterpreting why he's there. It's the really aggressive hug, too. It looks like he was getting ready to put her into a headlock and then do a, like, a a British Bulldog drop. Yeah, but... The way he <laughs> hugged her, it looked like a British bulldog drop yeah. that he was about ready to do. Looked like you said, well, if you turned her right around, it could have been a sleeper come hold. kind of
1: comes off as rapey.
0: It, yeah, I didn't want to say it, but it does. You're absolutely right. It totally comes off as rapey. It's the 70s, man. Everything came off as rapey in the movies. They cut from that to Chad gets a call for Miss Highfalutin Doctor. And that actually leads us to our next clip.
5: Riker. Hi, Rack. I've been trying like a hoot to locate that Miss Ashley, but uh, I don't suppose you've seen her.
6: Yes, no, she is. Hold on.
7: Yes, yes, this is Diane Ashley. You're sure? Well, who ran the tests? Okay, I'll keep you advised. Certainly. Goodbye. The venom we sent to the lab is five times more toxic than normal.
6: Riker. Right yes, Jane. Where? We'll be right out there. That was the sheriff. He's over at Colby's. He's found another 20 or 30 hills just like the one we burned.
3: What do you think, man? Well, Rack, there's only one thing to do. Let's just spray the whole damn area. Gene, you get a hold of the baron. Tell him to get out here first thing in the morning, will you? No,
7: you can't do that. I'm sorry, sir, but you don't seem to understand You see, pesticides only make it worse And you could be letting yourself in for one hell of a lot of trouble
3: Listen, honey, you don't understand We're gonna have a county fair here in two weeks And I don't want a bunch of damn spiders roaming all over this whole countryside
7: Look, it's not just a bunch of spiders It's a migration caused by some kind of imbalance Uh, Probably because a lot of ignorant people like yourself Have killed off all their food with your stupid DDT Now, I'll tell you something else, sir there's not just a few spiders out there, there's millions of them. And your town is right in their path.
3: All right, honey. If you can't kill them with spray, why don't you tell us what will kill them?
7: The natural predators like birds, rats.
3: Rats. Gene, I want you to get the strongest pesticide available. I want to spray everything uh-huh. in sight. This spider, hills, the fields, everything around here. Do you understand me? Mayor, you can't use parathion without permission from the state. Oh, listen, Gene.
6: Power shock. It's a crazy idea. And the stuff is lethal. The amount you have to use could endanger the whole town one whiff. Listen, Rack, will you let me handle this? Gene, can you get some volunteers
3: and, and help move people into town? Yeah, I suppose so.
7: Mayor, are you willing to take responsibility for this action?
3: Well, now the sheriff's in charge here. But I assure you I'll do everything I can to help him. Come on, let's get out of here. I'll tell you one thing. Time I get through, there won't be a spider left between
6: here and the white Missouri. Stay well clear of town. That parathion's deadly. Yeah, I know.
3: See you later. Okay, Rack
0: okay the only thing that that particular clip was missing is the lady doctor miss highfalutin herself actually saying you're going to ignore this particular problem until it crawls up and bites you on the ass
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. well I love how the you also got a little message like from the 70s like DDT and all your chemicals are bad and your pesticides
0: tried to throw a little message into this movie you should be using natural predators to deal with this particular problem and did you notice the entire time the the mayor's talking to the lady it's always like honey this or sugar or whatever i can't remember everything he says he pretty much is just like now don't you worry your pretty little head about this don't you missy. worry your
1: pretty little head oh, about we're this we're gonna go poison them you won't have a little thing to worry your pretty little head about
0: exactly and then when rack tries to step in and be like listen i have a penis so you have to listen to me <laughs> <laughs> which the mayor does because he is a misogynistic prick even when Rack says what the mayor doesn't want to hear he pretty much turns it around going listen you're Bill Shatner I'm not going to listen to a fucking thing you're saying <laughs> we're just going to go ahead and spray everything with parathyolin listen yellow shirt no one wants to hear you <laughs> get me a science officer or get me death <laughs> <laughs> blue shirt or nothing and so they have to go along with the plan because the mayor I love how he also skirts the responsibility where he says the sheriff will be in charge and he'll be taking care of it he doesn't say yes I'll be held responsible, yet he still demands all of this stuff because he doesn't want to have to close down the town. At least he says to have everybody get rounded up and put into town, brought into town to to make sure that they're okay while they're spraying. Which is probably the worst decision he could have made. Yes. Let's put all the food in one spot. So after the clip, the pesticide crop duster guy draws a janky fucking looking spider on his biplane and flies the unfriendly skies, but the spiders are already at the airstrip and all also in his goddamn plane, more scare cords and the pilot starts screaming like a girl as he plummets to his death, crashing into the gas station with a fiery fucking explosion because gas pumps are right there. They should all run, but they don't. And that leads us to our
7: next clip. Yes, that will help. But sir, I need to know exactly when. Good. Thank you. I've called everyone I can. Now they're going to send an investigative team in, in a couple of days.
3: What the hell do we do now? How many of those damn spiders are out there anyway?
7: (laughs) I wish I knew. Uh, There are many theories regarding man's outcome if the insect world were to turn on him. All I can tell you is that in none of them do we come out on top.
6: Thanks a lot. I was really worried about that. (laughs) (laughs) Look, Baron spray didn't even touch those spider hills. I think someone should take a run out to Colby's place. Jay, get Birch Colby on the phone. Sure. Mildred, did you get Birch Colby, please? there's no answer out there Gene I better take a run out there Gene I think I better go get Terry and Linda and bring them to town
7: Linda
5: honey time to come in and eat I'm not hungry <sighs> it's time
0: During this, we actually see Mrs. Kobe shooting madly at spiders and then even shoots off a goodly portion of her own hand when one of them is on top of it. That was a pretty
2: good effect.
0: Yeah, that was fucking brutal, actually. I, I was pretty shocked at that.
1: I, I don't think I would shoot my own hand off, I think I would run full speed at a door to kill it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> laying yourself out and being like basically just being Defoured. knocked out and falling over and then it turns into the scene from the beyond where they just all crawl over your unconscious body
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, that that's another scene from that movie that and you can just see the fangs I mean it looks really fake right but I still love the movie but you can just see those fangs start ripping into flesh and it just triggers the itches in me
0: it's weird that you get the reaction where you get itchy you don't actually get like the whole like terrified I gotta run and scream and run in circles and then smash everything, you just start getting itchy.
1: Yeah, I. Uh, it's bad. I mean, One of the first times I watched this movie, I looked and my arms were just red and covered in welts from where I started scratching.
0: I really like that shot where she's freaking out and then she blows the portion of her hand away. And I'm pretty sure that I wouldn't have panicked like that, but I don't know. I've never been covered in tarantulas that were purposely ganging up on me as a group to kill me. <laughs> <Who> <laughs> well, haven't? No, who hasn't? Uh, anyone who doesn't live in Australia yeah, no, that's true. Because I'm pretty sure in Australia, they work together in groups. <laughs> Australia. Oh, yeah, especially
1: those Every- fucking nasty-ass funnel-web spiders that are, like, they, they, those things are the things that nightmares are made
0: that out of. That slowly
2: crawl up your arms, Suzanne.
0: No, the funnel-webs don't just slowly crawl up. They're much worse than that. I'm more terrified of the giant, like, huntsman ones that are, like, so big they can carry a mouse around like it's nothing. Oh, yeah. Or, like, a full-size rat. Those are giant fucking spiders.
1: Yeah, one of my friends shared this picture to me of this giant huntsman with like a big poisonous snake in its web. <laughs>
0: That's not terrible. Not only
1: would I leave the country, I would burn the fucking house down <laughs> as I was leaving.
0: Yeah, I, I don't doubt that. Jesus Christ. The film then cuts to Linda swinging over shitloads of spiders and her mom runs out to save her and gets all sorts of bitten up in the process and still no kids are killed by this film what the fuck movie. With her mom dead little Linda runs into the house just as the shat arrives to find his sister-in-law's corpse and the screaming he hears coming from the house. He runs into the house to rescue his niece only to find that his truck is completely infested as well with all of these spiders. He goes and cleans out all of the spiders by hand which really doesn't seem to make sense if they're super poisonous and they're yeah. willing to attack people for food.
2: Or even when he's cleaning out, he's like, ah, ah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's shatting it up all over yeah. the place. <laughs> After he cleans out the truck, they all climb into the truck and mourn the sister-in-law for about a second before they peel out and take off. And they cut from this to our last clip. God
6: damn. I had been 10 minutes earlier. Five minutes I kept biting her after she was dead.
5: Hey, hey.
6: Damn. How's Linda?
7: She's not very well. I I think she's in shock. Did
6: she get a hold of anybody?
5: No, the phone's graveyard dead. Now what the hell is going on here? You two are giving me the jitters.
6: Emma, how many people do you have in this place?
5: Just the Johnsons, Diane here, myself, old Fred out back.
6: Emma, I want you to do something without asking any questions. Why don't you go get Fred, get him in here. Then you and him lock the place up. I'll go get the Johnson's.
5: What the hell do you mean lock it up? Now I'm not moving a damn inch until you finish telling me what's going on. Starting with, where's Terry?
6: Terry's dead.
7: Emma, now we don't have a lot of time to explain, but the spiders in this area, so far only the tarantulas, have organized themselves into an aggressive army. And they've already killed off Colby and Linda's mother. God only knows how many others. Rack's right. We should get out of here
5: as quickly as possible. Is that what happened to the Baron this morning?
6: Could be. You better get out of here.
5: Emma, do you have any fire extinguishers here? Yeah, I think there's a a couple in the kitchen. Good. Go get Fred. Have him bring them here. I've never seen anything like it.
7: One minute they weren't there, and the next minute they were everywhere. Where? Out front. I was cleaning out the Vogue, and I turned around, and there
4: they were in groups, watching me. Boy, I don't mind telling you, it gave me the creeps.
3: What does it all mean? What are they doing there? They're all these spiders, aren't they? They can't hurt us, can they? Bernard, I want to get out of here. I
7: don't like this place.
0: No, honey, don't worry. It's probably one of those traditions. Like those birds coming back
7: to Capistrano. How
6: does it feel to be on the other end of a microscope? Not funny. Not meant to be. Get in the
0: lodge. Keep the shots in there. Okay. So during this, the lodge is beset upon by spiders, and the lodge's old handyman is spider food. He's all cocooned up as well. The group heads into the lodge, doesn't bother trying to spider proof it right away, even though they are surrounded by them. Not really planning ahead. No, I think panic is setting in. Yeah. I think they're definitely scared, but the sheriff shows up and just casually strolls. For being these aggressive, super starving fucking spiders, it doesn't make any sense. No. I don't understand how he can just walk past like no problem, but in some cases they're attacking. hmm I think it's just plot armor. They need him to get in there to talk to him, so he yeah. makes it just fine. Well, anyway, the sheriff is inside and he tries to call the operator for the town to get help, but turns out she's dead and all cocooned as well. Then they gather at the bar in the lodge to try... Brian concoct some type of a plan, but... The sheriff decides to just take off and go check on the town because the mayor, being an asshole, left him in charge and everybody's in town. So they're all there for food. Oh, uh, well, yeah. For the spiders. And so he ends up leaving Shat in charge more or less at the lodge, even though Shat doesn't know as much about dealing with spiders as the main highfalutin doctor. Yeah. And it's at this point she tells everybody what they need to do. She gets the chemical spray with the whole fire extinguishers and everything. And it's from that point forward where she turns into the wilting willow because that's what they needed her to be at that time. Yeah. I got a problem with that. Uh Uh-huh. I I think she was supposed to be dead
1: by then. She's the expert. Yeah. She should not be the
0: one reacting like a screaming lady. If anything, the lodge owner, Emma, should be acting like that and constantly scared and it should be part of maybe the highfalutin doctor should be trying to calm her down and talk to her about how to deal with spiders and so tell us what the people need to do. But it's all left up to the shat. I wonder if he was throwing around his weight both figuring Figuratively and literally to try and make his character get more fleshed out and in charge.
1: Yeah, I wonder if he went to the script and like, oh no, they don't. They don't need to say that line. They don't need to say that line. We'll just add that to my lines. I can deliver it better.
0: <laughs> and the way that he does it is so they can't cut around him by pausing super long, so they can't cut away and give the <laughs> line back to somebody else, like he did on Star Trek. Yeah. Now the group, after the sheriff leaves, are still trying to concoct some type of a plan on what to do with the Shad in charge. The main lady that in charge of the lodge, Emma, decides to prepare a meal for everybody so she goes off to cook and they seem to think that they're going to be okay at the lodge that there's really no open giant holes in sight but they do kind of talk about it but they just kind of ignore it because they don't foresee the spiders coming inside for some reason. Yeah. Doesn't really go too far with that But then, so Emma, the lodge owner, is just going to cook this large stew and then we sort of see some spiders crawling around in the kitchen and then we see some of them dropping through the ceiling and then the camera pans up and then we see that the large ceiling vent that's like the the vent for the steam and the smoke or whatever that goes in the kitchen like above the sink and the wash area it's filled with spiders they're crawling through they're falling out right into the sink and she sees this Screams and dumps a pot of boiling stew on actual living creatures, just dumps them all over the place. Just a whole bunch of boiling water. Yep. You kind of see some of them wilting a little bit when yeah. the water hits them too before they get pushed into the sink. <laughs> it's messed up. Alright, I may not be a fan of spiders, like I don't have like a, mm-hmm. a fear of them. Like I'm uncomfortable around them because you have that sense memory of you know your your ancestors knowing spiders are dangerous and they just look creepy and they freak you out. Yeah. So I'm not like immediately afraid of them, but like if I see one out of the corner of my eye crawling around, it kind of makes me go, ugh. Yeah. I still don't want to see someone dumping boiling water on them. I did not enjoy that at all. And
2: that was the only part where Suzanne stood and cheered.
1: Spiders <laughs> serve a purpose. They kill a lot of insects that can do major harm.
0: Like mosquitoes,
1: man. Totally get their purpose. But they have to stay the fuck away from me.
0: Most of them do. Most of them will be at the periphery and they don't want to be anywhere near you. If they end up coming close to you, it's completely by accident. They don't mean to be near you because they're more afraid of you than you are of them. Believe it or not. Usually. Yeah. Unless it's like a,
1: unless you're a funnel web spider
0: or a brown recluse because that fucker will come at you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that shit will... Or the wandering spider.
0: Right. There are a few of them that are extremely aggressive and yes. angry. But tarantulas, the reason they picked them is because they look big and scary. Yeah, and but they're 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 like fucking big cuddly dogs of spiders, man. Yes. They love oh, you. I know.
1: There, there are some species that are actually incredibly aggressive and you know, most of the ones that you see it pet stores are you know the docile ones but it's still a fucking tarantula it's big it's scary
0: And it's hairy which is not normal for a spider It's like the mat yes. of a spider <laughs> 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 True. <laughs> All right, so after she dumps the boiling water on the tarantulas and screams, Shat then appears and sprays the vent with the fire extinguisher. And I love this part. He gets on a ladder, jumps up on the sink, and starts trying to jam towels into the vent. And at some point, while trying to shove towels into the vent, he pushes his hand too far into the vent, and he snags one of the tarantulas. They come pulling out, and he screams when he re- it jumps out with him when it being on his hand. And I was like really into the movie and paying attention. And then when that happened, I'm like, "Don't stick your hand in there!" And then, boom, spider comes out with him. Yeah. And when he screams and pulls his hand out, it made yeah. me jump. It I, was awesome.
2: Well, I, I, I'll say one thing: either he acted really well, you or have he might get bit for real. Something
1: actually terrifies you. Yeah, I think like, he, he, he actually. Jumped. I think he got bit for real.
2: Though. Yeah,
0: I think he stuffed his hand in there, wasn't yep. expecting it, because when he pulls it, the spider comes out with yeah. him and it's stuck like, to his ah. hand.
2: And he, I mean, he actually got bit, and ah. I don't recall him being that good of an actor. <laughs>
1: and when he pulls his hand back, I I freaking left. I think I still do and I've seen this movie way more times than I care to count.
0: Well, the way that he pulls his hand out and reacts like that, like Matt was talking about, I think it was one of those ones where the spider was left behind in the vent and was just kind of hiding up there and it was pissed off because it got sprayed with chemical stuff. Uh And he shoved his hand in there too deep and I think it did actually bite him and he pulled it out with it stuck to his hand and that's why he reacted that way. They now finally decide that it's time to start sealing stuff up after a bunch of spiders come through his vent in the ceiling. He gets like a board and stuff and then nails up over top of that vent to kind of cover it. And then they'd start going through and getting some stuff to seal it. They send the chemical toilet guy down to the basement to grab some of the boards that are just kind of stacked up there. But then Shat comes down and tells him, never mind, they've decided to leave instead, which makes no sense. Then we hear the little girl scream. She's on a bed upstairs and apparently she came to and found a bunch of spiders all the way around her. And then Shat yells at her to jump to him, which she does. And he says, very very, very good, but she still has, like, spiders on herself or something, and that's when he drops her to the ground, like, for real. Tosses a little girl to the floor, like, no stuntman yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there was a I've, bed there or that something. makes me
1: laugh every time yeah
0: I love watching the little girl hit the floor it made it that yeah, much <laughs> it made it it made it okay that she doesn't die in the film because at least she got hurt by three being thrown to the floor right and then having her like screaming while she's covered in tarantulas and they spray her with the fire extinguisher that was pretty good too yeah yeah <laughs> like seeing kids get tortured God. in movies mm-hmm. in movies that's it's good
2: that you I, I, maybe that's that's still that's still that good I'm
1: already thinking about this and i'm like scratching
0: <laughs> alright so she falls to the floor aka william shatner tosses her gets sprayed by the fire extinguisher i laugh my ass off and apparently wrote that in my notes twice <laughs> They rush downstairs and decide to leave despite the protest of the doc who once again comes back to being the smart and not... freaky panicking girl again they're not writing this very even for her no and they open the front door to leave and that's when like there's just a whole wash of spiders they fall like a wave it's like an ocean wave where they're kind of curling down over top of each other <laughs> and this yeah part, I know this, this part bugged me too they're really violently stomping actual spiders right in front of us on film and then they spray them with the fire extinguisher spray and then continue to stomp them yikes I know it's a different era folks but it's still not cool I don't like to see it. it, right? I don't need to have an animal actually be harmed for my entertainment. All right, so we see tons of spiders outside uh, through the windows and everything, and then more start dropping down through the chimney. So they decide to start burning stuff in the fireplace and try and keep the spiders from coming down. And then also, let's face it, if they do fall down the chimney fire, they're they're done. Yeah. So they are burning shit to stop them, and then they cut from this to massive and I mean epic. Amounts of panic in the town as the sheriff is driving in through the town, running over a shitload of spiders as he does. There's one very clearly in shot where the back tire goes over a spider and you just see like a pancake. Yeah. Like an eight-legged pancake. Splat. Yeah, it was pretty grody. Uh, I love how I like to indulge in the death of human beings in movies, but <laughs> when it comes to animals, I'm like not cool with this. Well, I'm not cool with real animal death. Like fake animal death in movies, I'm yeah. fine with. But all right, so I'm then...
1: not even fine with that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yep, Suzanne and I need to hang out. Yeah, yeah, you do. I think I'm gonna fire Matt and hire Suzanne full time. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we see cocooned corpses and sorts of people just kind of running all over the place, running over each other, trying to basically get away from this onslaught of spiders that attack them. And tons of the people that are running around are trying to get into the police car. Their method of doing this is by slamming on the windows and pulling on the door without actually trying any of the knobs or handles to get in. And they start shaking the shit out of the car. I know that's an effective way to get into a car. I
2: always try that.
0: That's the first thing I do. (laughs) Well, that makes sense. You're from Wisconsin. You son of a bitch. (laughs) what it's just the truth you're from wisconsin i am we see we see even more cocoon corpses everywhere and even more people running around and then some people are starting to get run over by cars some people are starting to get run over by each other some cars are starting to crash for no reason at all and then all of a sudden the cop car gets stopped in the middle of the road getting shaken all over the place and then we see a complete and total spider holocaust because all these people running around are also running on spiders yikes This is capped by the sheriff's car being crushed by a water tower when a, I think it was a Mustang that kind of careened off the road and hit the water tower's base. Yeah. And then the water tower falls over and crushes the cop car and kills the sheriff. The sheriff was a good guy though, so I kind of hate to see him go. All right. So the sheriff is dead and covered in spiders and he's getting cocooned. And so is the rest of the town. That's pretty awesome. Lots of dead people all huddled in town. Thanks, Mayor. Way to go. Good planning there. Hey, did it save your fucking bear? Yeah. Now it's the spider fair. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So we're back to the lodge where they're burning things. They start breaking up some of the furniture to burn that, trying to keep the spiders out. And it's getting extremely hot in there. Might have something to do with the fire and the fact that you're in the desert. But we are told by Emma, the lodge owner, that the AC is on and on full blast. But the air ducts are jammed. And for some reason, the air is not getting through. And Bill Shatner's character, being the genius that he is, decides to open up the vent. Guess what comes out of it? Spiders? Yes. Yeah. You both get participation trophies, kids. Spiders in the vent would have never thought that, but it is pretty freaking cool to actually see them falling out of the air ducts like that. So they then seal the air duct back up with the vent cover that has the slats in it. Then they decide to nail a board over top of that to try and keep them from coming out. And so that's one more thing they seal up. Mrs. Chemical Toilet is then coated in spiders whenever this happens, whenever all the spiders come falling through. But everyone kind of rushes to her aid and starts uh, pulling them off of her. And then they rush to seal the vent after they get the spiders removed from her. And since they have haven't heard from the sheriff they then try to phone in once again but it is also still dead they realize that they are basically on their own and just then we hear a sort of creaky cracking noise and they see a window and it looks like it's being busted out by the spiders they're kind of cocooning the outside of the building and covering the window and I think it's the pressure of all of them pushing on it I couldn't tell what they were trying to go with there it's almost like the spiders realize that they can do stuff like they're anthropomorphizing them (laughs) where they have like a hive mind brain Uh that's intelligent enough. Or they just sense where food is. Essentially they start trying to cover up all of the windows. They end up breaking up the tables and nailing them up as well to cover up all of the windows. And we start seeing them basically fortify the place Night of the Living Dead style to try and keep the spiders from coming through. And I really like seeing where they nail up the boards and then they fill in the gaps that the spiders may be able to get through with towels and things like that. This is actually some pretty neat little strategy that they have for fighting them off. Which is directed a little bit again by the doctor so she's not scared anymore. She's yeah. back to not being the wilting willow we saw in the kitchen which made no sense why she reacted that way we then have a short out where all the power goes out and we learned that the fuse box is in the basement so the shat goes off to handle that as everyone else huddles together in the kitchen because it is the most fortified right now while in the basement we see spiders on the edges of the stairs as he's stepping down. We see them crawling on various walls on the corner. Did you get an Evil Dead 2 vibe as he's going down the stairs? Yes,
2: a little bit. Yeah. yeah.
1: A
0: little bit. I really dug that shot where you see his boots and then the spiders are crawling out the very side, like the support part of the staircase. I thought that was really neat. It was really well shot in the basement. All the yeah. stuff in the basement's really well done. The basement was really cool. Yeah. And as we see them sort of on the various walls and at some point he's shining the flashlight around and we see a bunch of tarantula is attacking a rat in
2: the yeah, basement. And, and the rat was supposed to be one of their natural predators. Yeah, and there's like spider predators, on that it's, rat. And that rat's it's done.
1: just, I'm itching again.
0: Yeah. That's a good point, Matt, that the rat mm-hmm. is one of their natural predators, but not mm-hmm. even the rat can do anything with nope. these guys. Yeah. All right. So the fuse box was covered by spiders and the spider shorted it out by causing a fire. And the fire extinguisher is out of chemical foam, so he can't use that. So the shat has to brave it by hand, literally. Yes And he starts removing and sweeping off the spiders one by one by hand. And then he looks for the fuse to replace it. And eventually he has to stop, grab like a piece of cloth and just start swatting spiders off again and again. (laughs) Finally gets the fuse replaced. The lights come back on. And this reveals a really neat shot where there's a ton of these tarantulas on a light bulb. But then there's a bunch of fucking smoke pouring off of one of them that it's like getting burnt by the light bulb. And you see it kind of twitching. And I bet that smells really fucking awful. I bet it's terrible. The smell of burnt spider hair. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. I just, I couldn't stop picturing that. The light bulb explodes, which relieves us from having to think about the awful smell of a spider burning because of a hot light bulb. And then the window crashes and lands on top of Shat's head, making me laugh my ass off. I backed that up two or three times to watch the window break on him. Yeah. He gets covered in tarantulas in the process, and he crawls slowly up the stairs as he's being bitten over and over again by them. That scene was pretty harrowing. Yeah, it was bad. I, any actor, not just Shat, you yeah, know? but like, he really sells that well. Like I said, yeah, he does. everything in the basement was amazing, including Shatner's acting. Yes. Like, I was really impressed with what he had done with him being attacked here. I thought that was really well done. And this scene is what keeps me coming back to this film, is this stuff with him in the basement. I really like it. Yeah, He did really well here. Yeah, I'm obviously, I'm saying the praise for Shatner. Too. No, for any actor, I think yeah. he did an excellent I job mean especially for him because <laughs> he's handicapped by shatner yeah oh, the and the, i love him i the, love that man the weight of those alleged toupees is yes, them down. exactly he slowly starts crawling up the stairs as more spiders are crawling on him and then they cut from this to the kitchen being completely sealed up as shat walks in begging for help they clear off all the spiders on him and he is saved by the know-how of the doctor who is back from being the wilting willow. I hear her say something about grab ammonia or something. I can't, rem- I couldn't make out exactly oh, what it was something to help
2: slow the poison. No,
0: it was actually neutralizing the oh, venom Oh yeah, neutralizing. is what she said. Yeah. Like they're going to put some stuff on the wounds to neutralize the venom or maybe inject into the, the bites a little bit to neutralize the venom. Um, and then it kind of fades out as he passes out hearing that last bit. And then they cut from this to daybreak as the chat is alive. Doc checks on Linda and Miss Washburn starts making some coffee. I'm guessing that's coffee because all she does is talk about how her man Jean at one point in time would not be able to even look at her until she had her first cup of coffee or yeah. something like that. Yeah, uh, she was really
1: treated poorly. <laughs>
0: yeah, it was a really long and drawn out story. I wasn't sure what that was all about, but whatever. Padding.
1: Yeah, <laughs> totally. She was kind of reminiscing. Yeah,
0: she misses how he, she was mistreated by the guy talking about how she looked like shit until she had a cup of coffee in the morning. Ladies had it rough back. back. then, that's all I'm saying. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I cut from this to Doc and Mr. Chemical Toilet try to repair the radio as Shat checks on them. Shat wants to actually look outside and see what's going on, but he is told by the doctor it's a bad idea to open the door because even hundreds of them could get in with it being open for a moment. So instead, they say something about, don't open the door. We didn't hear them actually break through the glass. We would have heard it last night. So the windows must have held. Why don't you go check? check that, which he does... And just as he's getting to try and look out the window, the radio fires up. And according to the radio, no one has any idea what's happening in the Peaceful Verde Valley, so much so that the DJ announces that that is the next song. So as the Peaceful Verde Valley starts playing, Peaceful Verde Valley, Shat pulls off one of the boards to peek outside. And we see that it is just one giant goddamn spider cocoon outside. And as they pull out, it envelops not only the entire town, but most of that peaceful Verdi Valley. Verdi Valley. Kill it with fire!
1: It's such a beautiful matte painting at the end, though.
0: Oh, it totally is, and it looks gorgeous, and it's almost shameful that they didn't leave it up the entire time that they rolled the credits.
1: Yeah, they should have.
0: And then the song blares as we roll credits. <laughs> All right, now's the time to let the itching begin. Since it's kind of a, a twofer, we have the November of it being a phobia. Suzanne, tell us the story of how you first saw this film that it actually triggered your arachnophobia. It's my mother's fault. <laughs> Isn't it always with these kind of movies?
1: Now, my mom and I, on Saturdays and Sundays, we got two channels and they used to show, you know, some of the horror movies. I'm fucking old. So it was, you know, stuff from the 70s and early 80s that we'd be watching. And my mom's like, oh, wow, it's William Shatner. So we curled up together and watched this. And I had an incident not too long before I saw this movie. And this just kind of nailed that arachnophobia for me. This girl in my neighborhood, her name was Jody. I remember this so scarily accurate. And she would just go stick her finger and squish bugs, spiders, whatever. And she did that. And she was like, you should do that. Like I found a teeny tiny little baby spider. I'm like, yeah, I can squish that with my finger no problem and i went to squish it's like oh no squish that one and it was this big fuzzy jumping spider well as my finger is going up to squish it it jumps on my hand so i'm like slamming my hand against the fence and I'm screaming and crying. So I got picked on for about a week after that. How old were you when this did, happened? Probably eight or nine. Okay,
0: eight or nine. Totally makes sense. Okay. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt.
1: Oh, no. A d- standard question. And I got picked on this mercilessly until somebody did something stupider. So I think it was like uh, one of the guys in the neighborhood was bunny hopping his bike and crushed his nuts and pretty much um, my Ow. little spider thing was forgotten about after that.
0: <laughs> Instead of you being the screaming girl being attacked by a spider, and now it's Mr. Nutcrunch with the bunny hopping bike.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then a few weeks after this, this was on on Saturday afternoon, and my mom and I watched it, and then all of a sudden, it's just like, I got the itchy, and it's the only way I can describe it. I just started clawing myself and it, seriously freaking out over spiders. My mother still picks on me. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> oh, yeah. My mother. Thanks, Mom. She, she jokes with everybody who knows me. I'm, oh, you should hear her spider scream.
0: Oh. Oh, that's just not even right. It's within a matter of weeks whenever you finally get over having everybody pick on you. So you watch this at, what, eight or nine? Yeah. Wow. This is not a movie an eight-year-old should be watching. Not at all like on yeah, a my good day pretty lax yeah well even if it's on regular TV and everything else that could be questionable like some of the some of the language or even that brief shot of nudity gets trimmed out of the film like even with all of that gone the content of the way that this especially the way that it ends how nihilistic and they don't get the upper hand in most nope. of the people you're pretty sure that like chat and everybody's not getting out of this alive yeah you know like the valley's done and unless somebody notices that all these people have stopped communicating they're in trouble So ah, Jesus. And you said your mom still picks on you about this movie to this day.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Wow. I I blame this movie for a lot of things. I blame it for how intense that fear of spiders became. And I also blame it for the fact I don't like happy endings. I hate happy endings. Everybody should die. (laughs)
0: God damn. Seriously, Matt, you're you're in danger of losing your job. Nihilistic is shit. Yeah. So you think it you think the film not only turned it to where you are even more terrified of spiders than what you were after the initial incident with the dumping spider, but you also now credit it for your love of nihilistic empty endings where nobody gets to live? Yes. Did it have any other kind of an effect on you?
1: I really I, one of the things about it, they didn't write any of the characters so well that I wanted them to live. Yeah. So it's a rare horror movie that I can find where I actually find sympathy for people and want them to live. And watching, you know, as I've gotten older and a lot of the things you pointed out about, you know, the nihilistic behavior, the predatory behavior of the men in the movie, which actually says a lot for what's going on right now. Yep. There's a lot more going on than you really realize until you've watched the movie about 10 times.
0: This is probably about the 6th or 7th time that i watched it. Now, it came into my life basically on DVD and I read about it in Fangoria and all I knew was Spiders Run Amok movie starring William Shatner. All I needed to know when I bought it. Yeah. I think I got the original VCI DVD way, way back in the day whenever it first came out. And I've since then upgraded to the most recent Shout Factory release and the picture is infinitely better on that one. I don't know if they did a Blu-ray or not, but, uh, I've watched it two or three times on each incarnation that I've bought it on, on the two DVDs. And I never got to catch it on cable or anything like that because it wasn't playing by the time that I was aware of it. Yeah. But uh, you were in the magic spot, man, where it was playing on regular TV on a Saturday afternoon with all of those horror movies. (laughs) I caught the tail end of that growing up in the late eighties where you have like super scary Saturday on TBS where you would catch some of these kind of movies, but never got to see this one. And the
1: funny thing, and one of the last times I watched it before I left home. It was on regular TV and I pretty much turned it on and recorded it because I was actually in a commercial. I'm like, well, fuck it. We'll just record the whole thing and watch it again. So somewhere in my basement is a VHS tape that I recorded off TV of this movie and the commercial that I was in.
0: (laughs) Wow, this movie's just got all sorts of wrapped up in your life, isn't it?
1: For some reason, it's been like that thread. I can go through almost every time I've watched it and can have some kind of significant event that goes along with
0: it. That's really interesting. A lot of us do have movies or books that are such an integral part of our life. And it sounds like you almost have a love-hate relationship with the film because of this.
1: Oh, I do. I watch it frequently because I keep thinking, I can get over this arachnophobia. I can do this. There's a pet expo, and that's where I go get feeders for my lizards and my snake. And there is a really well-known breeder that has his tarantulas there. And I ended up striking up a conversation with him because I pretty much dug my heel and it's like, I'm getting over this. And I went up and I started talking to him. And he was, you know, talking to me a lot about the different tarantulas and the different habitats and how they react and how they work within the environment and you know every time i'd go he's like so you gonna you gonna hold one yet i'm like maybe next week (laughs) so i ended up catching this movie on cinemax one night turned off the tv cracked the windows it was spring and uh watched the movie went to bed woke up with this just intense pains in my arms woke up the next morning and i've just got these giant welts on my arm and i'm thinking oh great i've got the fucking plague so i get up jump in the shower go to work anyway. One of the girls I work was like, oh my God, you've got shingles. I'm like, well, fuck. I got to go find the facilities manager who's also at EMT. So I'm like, what the fuck is this? Do I have shingles? He's like, oh no, you got spider bites. I'm like, I got what? And I mean, they were giant. I still have scars on my arms from where these freaking spiders bit me. So I go home. My husband's in New Zealand, so I don't have any backup. I rip the entire bedroom apart. I glue the freaking window shut. (laughs) I pull everything out and I do my best not to cover it in lighter fluid and set it off, but I'm like, no, I've got really good books in here. That would be bad. Let's let's try to adult this out. So I threw all of the bedding in hot water, got the vacuum, sucked everything. I mean, I just that bedroom had not been so clean. I was spraying down baseboards anywhere where anything could hide. Next day I wake up and I've got these welts on my neck. I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding. Where did they hide? Because I I took the entire mattress off the box spring took the frame apart so I could vacuum underneath it. Oh, it was a process. I don't know how I did it by myself, but you know how adrenaline works. Right. And it was, again, after I watched this damn movie and I got attacked by spiders. So I'm going back. I've got to go pick up rats and crickets for the snake and the lizards and the guy's like so you you ready to hold one today i'm like "Uh, nope you will never see me again and he's i told him what happened he's like let me see the bites so oh those are just little hobo spiders you just have an allergic reaction like fuck you dude (laughs) fuck you we're done once again i watched it was doing some work from home so i had a skype meeting and i look over on the floor and there's like three spiders by the door so i threw one of my cats at it my cat's like fuck you bitch (laughs) and runs away my dog just moves out of the spider's way and one of them is actually a fairly good sized wolf spider and it starts walking toward me and i try to move my computer over while i'm trying to maintain my dignified i'm in a meeting with higher ups at my company and they i keep sliding over and they keep walking toward me so i find the biggest book i've got i throw it i hit two but miss the big one so i'm once again moving i'm pretty much on the floor i've got the, the laptop in front of me and the boss is like so are you okay?" um yeah I'm fine and then it scurries over and crawls on my foot
2: oh
0: jeez
1: so I grab another book and I hit my own foot <laughs> and the night before I watch this movie it's like they know
0: I would also recommend that you don't watch it unless you're in a sealed clean room for like 48 to 72 hours afterwards right.
1: <laughs> um it froze last night so I'm not really worried about anything getting in right and I also have a towel in front of the door just to be on the safe side
0: it's amazing that like you somehow have spiders enter your life after watching the film and especially when it sounds like you pretty much have a logical understanding of how all this stuff works and the fear that you have as far as the arachnophobia goes you have enough of a control over it to where you don't freeze up you know that you can smash them and if they Uh went if they went away from me you'd probably leave them alone unless they're in your house like if you encountered one in the wild you'd probably let it be and yet somehow every time you watch the movie they find you (laughs) yeah
1: they
0: do it's must they must smell some pheromones or
1: something It's a fear or oh, I, I must I must give it off when I watch this.
0: Yeah, it's something. Jesus, that's mortifying. <laughs> I'm okay with spiders. I'm pretty okay really with them. Fear, although I totally understand because yeah, they are I, fucking horrifying. I get a, yeah, I get yeah. that how it's a phobia. Yeah. If I woke up with one crawling on my face, I would scream like a little girl and Same. probably slap the shit Same. out of my face. Yeah. yeah. I totally get it. Like it's a totally understandable and rational fear to have. Especially since so many of them are so deadly to us, it's like a sense memory that we have from all of our ancestors dealing with these things over time. Exactly. So, yeah, it totally makes sense.
1: Oh, I get a lot of flack about my fear of spiders. It was just a little bug. What is there to be afraid of? I'm like, are you afraid of snakes? Oh, yeah, snakes are bad. Um, I have no fear of snakes. I have a pet boa constrictor. Snakes don't bother me. I My grandparents grew up in rural Pennsylvania. My grandfather, when I was like six or seven and they had a beautiful forest behind their house, you know, I'd go out walking back there and my grandfather sat me down. It's like, don't touch any of the plants. Don't handle, you know, you know better than to go and grab any animals. I'm like, oh yeah. But I learned that at a young age. But snakes, not a problem for me. Spiders? Yeah. Spiders bug me.
0: Like I said, I can totally see it. I'm not going to try and debate or even question because, like I said, I completely understand. It's a normal reaction to have because they are deadly. And I don't even fault people for being afraid of snakes, you know? It's also a normal reaction yeah. to have. Now, like, I would say long, daddy long legs (laughs) or... You know, or if you just see like a normal actual bug bug, like a yeah. beetle or something and you freak out. No, you, no, no. Spiders, snakes or anything that actually carries some kind of venom to it. Sure. <laughs> I totally get that. Yeah. All right. So we ran a little bit long tonight. So we're going to go ahead and skip the news once again. Maybe eventually we'll be able to contain our madness. Yeah, I know. Right. And actually be able to fit in a news segment. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take a little break here. We'll play a promo for another podcast and a little bit of music. When we come back, we will close out this show. Hey, Cherish.
5: It's 8 o'clock. Is it time to
7: get the show on the screen or what? Do you enjoy watching films
0: with friends?
3: Do you like to consume vats of alcohol?
5: It's the 40s, it's some bitches, babe. Yeah!
0: Me, I like beer. If you like all that and none of those artsy-fartsy
7: films... Does this mean we don't
6: get to go to the Fellini Festival?
7: Fuck the Fellini Festival! Then watch and listen to two drink minimum commentaries. Every
0: Wednesday, myself and a rotating panel of the filthiest podcasters I can muster up Give you our comments, observations, and sometimes we might actually talk about the film as we class up some of your favorite films. The only way we know how, as raunchy as we can. <laughs> What's this movie PG? Oh, oh yeah, this
3: podcast sure is fucking. Not only do you get the audio, but the video that goes with it.
0: Just listen to the shit that comes out of these filthy pirates.
3: <laughs> you don't need to get an erection when your cock's full of rigour
6: mortis. <laughs> fucking curb stomp a baby for a baconator. <laughs> <right now. laughs>
0: I think the moral of the story is don't let Corky run Cerebro. Unforgivable. If you could stand all that, come and get your fill and your fix of Two Trick Minimal Commentaries.
3: All the cool kids are doing it.
0: Two Trick Minimal Commentaries is a proud member
3: of the Legion Podcast Network.
6: He's calling up my wall.
5: Yeah. Mm-hmm. you.
0: sure that that's a great way to close out the show
4: yeah i've
1: listened to that before the show oh really <laughs> that was really good
0: yeah. <laughs> it's Probably my favorite Who song of all time. I fucking love Boris the Spider. Unfortunately, it's kind of a shorter song, so we're going to have to bring in a second song, but absolutely not a problem. I will make it spider-related, I promise. All right, before we close out the show, folks, I'd like to give Suzanne the floor one last time, and Suzanne, tell them about all of your projects that you have going on right now.
1: Uh, the NFW, and we're doing Tenebrae tomorrow, so we get to hear Willis hey, the 2 Drink minimum where anything goes. Well, pretty much the same thing with... NFW and hopefully I will start my blog up again soon and remember how to write.
0: When you do, let us know and feel free to post in the Cinema PsyOps group whenever you have a blog post or I'm pretty sure that both the NFW guys and I know Gary definitely does whenever he does the two drink minimums, so I'm extending that to you as well. If you start up writing again, you got a blog post, go ahead and promote it in the Cinema PsyOps group. Thank you so much. Yeah, Yeah, it's the least we could do after having you put up with us for two and a half hours of our craziness. No kidding. <laughs> but you fit right in. I'm going to just go ahead and say One of us! One of us! One of us! One of us! All right, folks, if you would like to be one of us, you can find us on the Legion podcast. That is legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops. You can also find us on Facebook. Our Facebook group is Cinema Psyops. You can join up, post all sorts of crazy things like your alternative photography of Matt doing all sorts of nasty things. And uh, we're probably going to want to see some things of uh, the spit roasting going on from Woody Stroud. Yeah, right. (laughs) Not sure what's all that's, that's
2: probably gonna have to happen. Yeah,
0: that's gonna be some bizarre, weird stuff. You can find me on Facebook. I'm Court Psyops. You can find Matt on Facebook. He is Matt Psyop. If you found the plank that says brutal, you found the right man. He's just a coward and won't show his real face. That's about right. And also, folks, I've seen what his real face looks like. You're probably better for yeah, it. We're
2: better off with yeah. the plank.
0: <laughs> Yeah, he's definitely got a face for podcasting because it's not good enough for radio. Mm. I'm <laughs> not even so sure
2: it's all that great for
0: podcasting. Yeah, we should really like maybe we should put a job on you. But maybe.
2: <laughs> that might be more appropriate.
0: Speaking of appropriate, you can email feedback to Matt and let him know that he needs to stay off his fucking phone while he does the show and participate. I've been participating all fucking Psyot night. Matt at gmail.com. You can email feedback to court. Tell him to lay off the police force. They're not all bad. Yeah, dude. CinemaSyops I'm just saying, man Court at gmail.com. You, you can twit a couple of tweets to a couple of twats of your spider hills. Not sure what people are going to interpret Look, folks, we just want you to send us nude photos of hot people.
2: Yeah, can you do that? (laughs) That's all we want. Let's
0: let's stop beating around the bush. Can you just send us nudes of the bush? (laughs) (laughs) I'm at court underscore psyop, and he is at psyop Matt. Thanks again for joining us for this show and helping out with NoPember and bringing your own cinematic trauma, Suzanne. Hopefully, you'll want to come back. (laughs)
1: Maybe.
0: I like the way that she that, phrased that. Maybe. Alright folks, thanks for downloading and listening to this episode. Kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch. In the house collarbones, am I right? <laughs> I think you're barking up the wrong tree on that.
2: Wait, wait. I, <laughs> who are you a fan of?
1: Oh, I did my fair share of football shit talking yesterday. I think I've got it all out of my system for at least the next couple of days.
2: Are you Pats fan? <laughs> She's from Chi-Town, dude. Is she from Chicago? Yeah, you are, right? It's Chicago, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. you're a Bears fan? Yes. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs>
5: oh do i have to
0: do i have to mute matt for the rest of the show and you and i can just hang out suzanne is that what we're gonna do
5: i I think we may have to do that
1: (laughs) i am in a chicago bar with a bunch of my friends we're all dressed in bears gear we have that one token friend who had the packers hat on packers jacket packers jersey he even had on like uh, these like those old remember the what the hell were they called those pants the, Zuba the type the, pants? Zubaz? Uh, Z- yes. Zubas? Uh, Zubaz? Zubaz? Knock off Zubaz pants that were Green Bay.
0: <laughs> 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 I even don't go that far. That's Yeah, he just has that tattooed on his legs. Yes, Matt much. Sign up, runs around with Zubaz tattoos of Green But no, Corey Green can
2: Bay. attest this. I have by the hat I brought
0: here. It says purebred cheese head yeah, on it. So. And it looks like a John Deere logo hat. Yeah. <laughs> All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's (laughs) off with the hating on Chicago. It's a beautiful city.
2: It is. I didn't say it It wasn't. Maybe the greatest
0: city in this nation. Believe me. Oh God. Yeah, yeah, you, you got to be careful. There are certain parts you will get shot.
2: Yes, well, that that can be said any part, any town, but like every city it is what
0: it is. Well, at least in America, anyway, because everywhere else, not so many guns. No way
2: to prevent this. As the, the only, only nation where this ever, can, ever keeps constantly happening, constantly happening. Yeah.
0: Well, instead of talking about this disastrous downer that is our lack of gun control in the I, nation, I know.
2: I know. We start with football. We're having some like just some fun, and then corn had to bring it down. That's
0: what I do has got itself a hefty drink container. Buy Corksicle, everybody. It's the drink container that keeps your drink cold for 25 hours. They don't actually support us in any way, shape, or form, but I buy their products and like it, so go ahead and buy it.
2: And we'll allow you to bludgeon yourself to death if you decide to have to sing like a
0: cowboy. Yeah, if you're going to kill yourself with anything, I yeah. highly recommend your Corksicle bottle. One point in time when he was a younger man, it was three squirrels on a spit roast, but he gets too tired. <laughs> it's just a matter of endurance. Oh boy. The power it takes to thrust through three squirrels with a spit <laughs> roast. <laughs> A lot more than an older man can handle. So many fucking outtakes already. I'm making so Jesus, much work man. for myself. What? Suzanne thought it was funny and now I'm just gonna keep yeah, doing you're it. just gonna keep riding that train. I need constant external validation. I have no self worth. keep riding that Woody
2: Strode penis all the way. Clip. Yep.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> You showed us the glorious and beautiful Woody Strode's body in lots of detail. Now, to show us a naked female. You all right over there? you have some questions you need to but answer no. for yourself? This is how it works, Matt, right? Yeah. The sexuality is a spectrum.
2: It's, is it fluid? Mostly. For you?
0: For all of us. For all of us. We don't want to admit it. Some of us are not comfortable with the fact that our sexuality is a spectrum. And while we may fall on certain sides of it, it is still a spectrum.
2: Okay, I just want to make sure you're all right. I'm
0: perfectly comfortable with who I am as a human being. But
2: it seems it goes from, like... If you were just appreciative of it, that's one thing. It seems almost obsessive at this point. (laughs) What's going on over there, Suzanne? What are you talking about, Suzanne?
1: (laughs) Just, it just seemed like a great segue from what you were talking about. I was
2: going to hear.
0: She uh, said, I believe you said, uh, so am I. And then you said, I have boobs. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> well, wow. good to know. Thank you. <laughs> this information brought to you by Suzanne. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Where the hell was I? I don't know. off on this whole tangent about Woody Stroke's glorious body. <laughs> <laughs> I do this because it upsets you and makes you wonder. It doesn't
2: upset me. I just laugh about it
0: that's what you say now yeah. you're gonna try and go to sleep tonight on your huge pillow
2: <laughs> my gigantic head and all
0: you're going to picture
2: it's is really woody strode, strode. <laughs> no 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 <laughs> it's even worse i'm not even gonna get to picture really strode i'm gonna picture you describing really strode woody strode <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's
0: what i said
1: turn off a picture of woody strode and hanging next to my picture of george lynch that's in my closet
0: there you go. What? Coincidentally, that's Wait, why where... Why do you have a picture? Because that's where the closet work gets done. Okay. And that's why you need the pictures in there. All right. <laughs> I thought that was implied. No. What <laughs> the fuck's going on with you people? Not everybody has to go hide behind the furnace in their house to masturbate like you, Matt. <laughs> But okay,
2: number one, stop reading my blog. <laughs> number two, that <laughs> it's a private thing. I can't even fit behind my furnace. Not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. I've got some fat. I <laughs> uh, just sit in the That's basement.
1: Buddy, when I first moved into this house, behind the furnace, there was a box of Kleenex.
0: Now it makes sense. <laughs> what? Just just so you know out there, folks, yeah. the furnace is a good place to go. Yeah, hide. If
2: you, if, you're gonna go by, if you can fit
0: behind your furnace, yes, mm-hmm. that's where you gonna go to. No one goes looking for you. Goat your chode if you know what I mean. Trust me, no one goes looking for you back there. Yeah. I just did it in church. Oh <laughs> <laughs> best orgasms you will ever have is Uh, masturbating uh, in church (laughs) yes the more you know the more you know Can we get back to the movie now I would love to (laughs) that's what he's gonna be picturing Suzanne when he tries to go to sleep tonight god damn court whacking it at church
2: guys are terrible.
0: Yeah, well, you're fat.
2: Well, well, now now you're (laughs) body-shaming. No, Uh, no, no. How how dare you tell me silly facts?
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, let's see here. Okay, body-shame Matt after (laughs) body-shaming girl. (laughs) Whenever Matt complains about body-shaming girl, then body-shame Matt again.
1: My husband always cringes when I get back from getting my hair done. So I'll just look at me and just, how much? Oh, it's uh, the price? Uh, Oh, yeah. I... I have really nice hair and I pay somebody for that. <laughs> A lot of money.
0: I never ask. I never ask the price. I just always make sure that I notice, even if I don't. Yes. <laughs> yes. Good job. <laughs> good thinking. The way to go about it is: the minute they walk in the door, always say, "You do something different with your hair." Did you something? Your hair oh, looks great. This looks so good. It, are, are you doing something different? Or anytime you know they're heading out, wow, you look really great. Did you you change shampoos? Did you do something? Is the conditioner different? Where are you going? What is that brand of makeup? And why am I not going with you? Yeah. Should I be I concerned? I, I don't
2: know if you asked the brand of makeup, because then it makes it sound like, I think that color would look really good on my face. You don't know my life.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, if anyone's going to be into it, it's probably going to be you. <laughs> Fair enough. Just a plethora of weird fucking fetishes and crazy shit going on in this head. <laughs> I'm in desperate need to talk to a psychologist, but I'm just afraid I'll get locked up and never let go.
2: I mean, that's the most terrible thing to ever had
0: happened, but... Not to you, because then you'll be free of me. (laughs) Even Mary Poppins. Yes. (laughs) you kidding me? (laughs) Even though that was the 60s, it had nothing to do with it. I just wanted to pick something innocent to this merge. If you qualify enough stuff, you can make anything okay. Yeah, pretty much. For instance, the Dolph London Punisher is the greatest Punisher movie to ever star Dolph London. Uh, That's a fact.
1: I I actually really like that movie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing wrong with the film, but by me qualifying it the way that I did, it's all true. Uh (laughs) All true all the time. Just like the Thomas Jane Punisher movie? Greatest Punisher movie ever made to star Thomas Jane. Yeah, it is. No, that's not true. He made a short film called Laundry Day. Oh, yeah, that's right. I it forgot short film. Yeah. yeah, that was really yeah. good. So now I can't qualify that one that way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: I just—I guess I'll just take Dolph Lundgren any way I can get him.
0: Particularly Seriously, naked in the if sewer. if you're
1: listening to this, Dolph, um, <laughs> I'll give you my address.
0: Dolph, hit her up for some deets. Yeah. <laughs> Suzanne is interested. All I'm saying is if Dolph Lundgren is hitting on you, the best way for him to come on to anybody right before initiating sex yes I must break you I must break
1: <laughs> <laughs> and the sad thing is I was thinking that
0: <laughs> hey Suzanne you gotta hang out with us I'm telling you
1: <laughs> throw in the damn
2: towel
0: <laughs> that's what happens when, <laughs> you fin- after when after he finishes
2: throw in
4: the damn towel <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's the line he shouts out <laughs> yeah. throw in the damn towel he's not even Russian folks I don't know why we're doing it that way it should... no, I mean he was yeah. in that movie
4: but that was the doll
1: we were introduced to and that's why it sticks
0: yeah Play. Showdown in Little Tokyo. Oh. You get some oh Dolph God, London hot, hot tub, tub oh, action. Yeah. In. yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I'm going to end up having to watch that later. My husband's out of town.
0: Oh, jeez. <laughs>
2: well, we know what's on the docket for Suzanne tonight.
0: <laughs> Our job now is to get her off the line with yeah, us as quickly I mean, I as mean, possible. Because I mean, we're not helping that <laughs> at no, all. No. <laughs> if anything, we're going to remove <laughs> we're, that we're that in, need. Yeah, we're to read that. <laughs> we know what we look and sound like. We and are as, a total turnoff to everyone.
2: As, as completely. Attractive as Dolph Lundgren is, we are as equally unattractive. In the opposite direction. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> we're like the antimatter to his sexiness. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> Alright, so let's see here. Where were we? Okay, I'm so... sorry. No, it's no problem. It's just gonna be a lot of editing on my part. Believe me, the final product will not reflect how fuck this show is right now. <laughs> it never does. That's because I'm an editing mastermind. Yes. And I only say that because everyone's told me that. Because I have no self-worth and I need constant external validation. That's true falls over and crushes the cop car and kills the sheriff.
1: So thank you, movie.
0: Motherfucker. I thank the movie for boobs and dead cops.
1: (laughs) And the kid getting dropped to the floor. Yes, thank you. Don't forget about that.
0: Yeah, yeah. This movie's done two things I really like so far. It dropped a kid on the floor and hurt her. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And it killed a sheriff.
1: In a movie. (laughs) In a
2: movie. Whoa. Just, just, whoa. And you, don't
0: encourage him. (laughs) He's pointing at you like, Like you know he's pointing at you, Suzanne, it's hilarious. (sighs) <sighs> all right so good god almighty the show's gonna get us killed <laughs> probably
1: i'm still itching
0: <laughs> i can actually hear it i know right <laughs> keep both hands flat on the desk and do not rip open wounds or anything yeah, right <laughs> Please. I'm, I'm
1: trying to hold on to my beer with both hands
0: that's probably a good me- grab two beers yes. and focus on holding drink the. Beers. them both one at a time though no 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 snip one then the other one then the other no chug both same time she's There's a, lady. a good plan she's a lady she's mm-hmm. a lady she's Classy. Don't,
2: no, she can do everything a man can do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Chug both of them at the same time. Classy. Pinky's out. Pinky's
0: out. Pinky's out. I'll accept that. All right. <laughs> and don't you tell her how to drink. She'll drink however she wants. Well, I'm just suggesting. But I just, I drink well. <laughs>
2: Woody Strode penis all the way. (laughs)